0: Broadcasting from another dimension, deep within the Ghost Shrimp National Forest, sending you secrets from the future. Directly into your motherfucking mind. Ha 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 ha! That's right, everybody. Y'all know what time it is. It is time for episode 20, motherfucking nine of the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. Woo, woo, woo! We are at it once again. We are right in the midst of this podcast blitz, you know what I'm saying, making up for some podcasts that I missed, Uh, well, there was some alien injected illnesses uh, going on in my family a few weeks back. We're here to make it up to you because the reptilian shape-shifting government conspiracy cannot keep us silent. The Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast will continue to spread the truth about this hollow, flat earth, and there's nothing NASA can do about it, you know what I'm saying, and uh, oh my gosh, this episode that you're about to listen to right here is uh i actually haven't gotten a chance to listen back to it yet we all know that i listen back to every episode so that i can continue to get better at my craft but i am pretty certain that this is one of the best episodes of this podcast that we have made to date which is very exciting um our our illustrious guest is none other than Uh, Ghost Scout, Crab Tooth, a.k.a. Marley Gallardo. La, 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 la. You gotta get those double R's down, because she'll jump on you if you don't. You know what I'm saying? Um... Yeah, we've been meaning to get Marley on the podcast for a bit, and uh, she delivered. You know, we just were in the zone on this podcast, Uh, had a whole bunch of stuff I wanted to get to, and we really, we got to most of it. We really, we really ripped through it, put in a good hour and a half on the old Skype machine. And uh, she's down in her native Ecuador right now on vacation uh, from her uh, current residence in New York City as a successful illustrator. Um, So big shouts for her to take the time to uh, jump on this podcast. And inspire everybody around the world, you know what I'm saying? Because we get into some inspirational territory, but first we get very spooky with it, you know what I'm saying? Talking about some superstitions. Um, I would love to know what, uh, if there's any kind of uh, alien based superstitions in Ecuador. We didn't get to that. And of course, just like I promised, we completely forgot to tell the story of how she got her code name. So, you know, we got to get this bitch back. You know what I'm saying? Um, So she will be back, of course, because she's one of the homies. This Ghost Scout family runs deep and it is truly international. Um, So, uh, very excited to share this podcast with you. Today, I know everybody's going to get into it. I told a very spooky story um, on here as well uh, that I've been meaning to tell. I got some other ones in the chamber. Um, Spooky stories abound, you know what I'm saying, when you're living in the woods. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, I posted up a, a little progress shot on the old Instagram and Facebook today of the album cover that I've been working on. Uh, closing in on finishing up the inks on this bad boy. Um, very excited to get into the coloring. It's going to be very epic. Um, it's going to be very apocalyptic. Uh, and, uh, you know, we come with the straight heat when we're working on those album covers because I am the album cover world champion. If you don't believe it, go to ghostroomglobal.com and look at the album covers that I've done because I'm I i I'm just going to sit back and toot my own horn here. I've been in the game a minute, and I've delivered steady heat, you know what I'm saying, for the past 15 years on this shit. So take a look, you know what I'm saying. Um, Let's see, what else? Uh, about to start sketches on a new project since I'm... Uh, Closing in on the end of this one, for those who remember the uh, Shiva Nataraja tattoo that I did um, for a client and also turned into a poster, which you can get on the website. Um he was so happy with the first one that we're doing a matching tattoo for his other side. He's got a big ass Shiva Nataraja on one side, and now he wants a Saraswati deity on the other side to balance it out. You know what I'm saying? So I'm about to dive into my research on that. Um, let's see what the Wikipedia page says out right off the bat. It's a the Hindu goddess of knowledge, music, art, wisdom, and learning. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this lady with four arms playing a musical instrument. You know I'm going to have some, some. you know I'm going to bring the heat to it and uh, and really make it my own while still uh, sticking to a classical representation. Just like we did with the Shiva piece. Um... Which was a very fun, uh, very fun uh, illustration job to do. So very excited to jump in on that. Uh, Maybe it'll yield another poster. You know, I'm saying maybe we're gonna get a a a little, uh, a little double poster action out of this. Um, Could definitely be on the docket. So uh, stay tuned for that. (sighs) Um, uh, I've been getting uh, some emails about getting on the notification list for uh, round four of the 12-week online group workshop, which will be happening this fall. Um, We're going to have a fall and winter session again later this year, uh, rounds four and five. Um, you know, I'm assuming we're going to be doing 10 slots again. Um, we actually let an 11 student into the current round three, which, uh, we're, we're currently in week 10 We're we're, uh, about to close this out, but I like to keep the spring and summer schedule clear for family vacations and camping trips and ghost scout summit and go scout training camp and all that good stuff. You know what I'm saying? So um, we're not gonna be, we're gonna be keeping the workshops to uh the the fall and and winter time, um. But uh if you're interested in uh in knowing when those spots go on sale, uh go to the website ghoshrimglobal.com, read about the workshop, and if it's something you are interested in doing, uh message me, email me on the website because uh that is the way you will be able to get a spot uh, because these people are already waiting in the wings to gobble up those spots. Right when they become available. So, uh, if you want to be one of the first to know and have an opportunity to grab one of those spots, get on the message list because I have a feeling we've sold out the first three rounds and this is the first one where already people are people are getting in line to uh, sign up as soon as it goes on sale. I don't want to put them on sale yet because then, <laughs> then I won't, you know, that I'll spend all the money before we even get to the workshop. So, we're going to wait till the workshop, till before the workshop to sell these spots but um uh that is going to be another amazing round of the workshop right now we're we're deep in the um the uh concept and production background design uh, month of the workshop the final month of the workshop um, and uh, everybody is just uh, really digging in, getting inspired, getting into the realm of creating their own world through these backgrounds. And it's uh, it's so much fun. So um, if that sounds great to you, uh, hit it up. Hit me up. And uh, we'll get you in the list so you can um, have a chance at getting one of these spots. Because it's first come, first serve. There's no application involved. This is completely equal opportunity. You know what I'm saying? But uh, you got to be on your t- because I have a feeling that the minute that these ones go on sale in the fall, we're going to have probably more, more than 10 people waiting to gobble them up. So they're going to go,
1: drew, 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 drew.
0: you know what I'm saying? So, you know, might even, they might even be gone really before they even go on sale to the public. So get on it. Be one of the first. Um, so, uh, yeah, we'll have two of those rounds. We'll have one in the fall and, and round five in the, in the, um, in the, in the winter time of 2019, you know what I'm saying? Um, let's see what else. Oh, I've been, uh, I've been going, uh, some of you may know that I have been a, a deep, deep fascination with the church of Scientology And its founder, L. Ron Hubbard um it 's uh truly fascinating to me that this organization uh exists. people are part of it that it has tax exempt status because uh, it is a full blown pyramid scheme cult but it's it 's uh truly fascinating and uh, i've been I, I, I i've absorbed just a lot of the uh, i think almost all the material out there uh leah remini 's show about it uh several movies about it. Um, and uh, all kinds of podcasts about it. And I recently stumbled across another podcast series called Oh No Ross and Carrie, um, where these two uh people, guy, uh, I think the dude's an animator and the girl's a like a comedian of sorts, and uh, and they uh kind of get involved in various religions and stuff and report back on it. And they do a 10 podcast series uh plus actually another bonus episode um with um uh going through like really joining the church of scientology and uh going through all the like monotonous classes and the repetitive just mind-numbing, uh, uh, exercises that they have you do and all the expenses that it entails and stuff. So if you are, uh, as uh, remotely as fascinated with Scientology as I am, uh, check out that their podcast. I think I'll also be, uh, checking out, uh, they've been going for like five plus years or something like that. So they have just a shit ton of podcasts about all kinds of different religions and fringe groups and pseudoscience and all this stuff. So, um, they, uh, uh, they do a very entertaining job of it, and you get really endeared to their characters, um, you know, as you get deeper into the podcast. So I think I'll, I'll subscribe to that podcast, put it in the rotation that is already over fucking flowing. I'm so addicted to podcasts, it's ridiculous. Um, but uh, if anybody is into that kind of thing, um, you know, like if you're a fan of Last Podcast on the Left, which is, you know, my absolute favorite podcast, they have another great, like maybe four. Four or five part series on Scientology Like just a super deep dive But it's from the outside And the great thing about this Oh no Ross and Carrie They say when people make the claims They show up so you don't have to So uh, they really get deep into this thing Before they kind of get excommunicated uh, From Scientology And uh, it's uh, it's a lot of information A lot of very specific information That I hadn't been exposed to um, From an inside perspective perspective which is very rare uh from the, Search of Sciento- from the church of scientology so uh check that out um if if that tickles your fancy you know what I'm saying we're definitely going to be coming back with some more fucking uh, um, conspiracy-minded guests. Uh, I think we need to bring Deep Nuts back for another deep dive into some uh, some alien-related stuff. Um, you know, I know Mama Geddon's all about it. I know Aunt, uh, Foam Breeze is all about it. Maybe we'll have to start putting together a panel of experts that we regularly consult on this podcast about um what we're thinking about various uh, you know, conspiracies and, uh, and all that shit. I love posting, uh, uh, conspiracy posts on, on Facebook because people, some people really think that I, uh, am, am advocating flat earth and all these things, uh, which who's to say I'm not, but, uh, it's really funny to see the variety of responses. Some people can get really riled up. Some people actually message me, uh, if I'm, if I'm, making like ridiculous flat earth posts somehow some people think that um that uh, i am a legit flat earther not saying i'm not um but uh they they, they respond to me like what like why do you th- why are you saying this why do you think this is true and uh it's super funny and i always just usually respond with think about it in all caps or a good question in all caps because i like to keep it ambiguous. big US, you know what i'm saying but you know if you know me you know the podcast I think everybody knows just exactly where I stand, which is right in the middle of this infinite universe, because I'm a creative motherfucking animal, you know what I'm saying? And I believe in everything, motherfuckers. Um, But... uh... Yeah. So, uh, I think that's about it for the rundown. Um, Oh, we got one new Patreon supporter in between this podcast and last, which is dope. Cause it's only been a couple of days and, uh, it's none other than my man, Johnny Glines coming straight out the current round of the 12 week online group workshop. So big shout out to my man, Johnny, Uh, pleasure having him in the workshop and vid chatting with him every week and watching him uh, just, uh, you know, go through the program and, and uh, really uh, evolve his work, you know, saying just like every single person who is in there. Doing those weekly assignments. It's foolproof. You know what I'm saying? If you're cranking out a piece, a new piece every week and you're getting your mind stuffed full of all this great feedback from the whole group and all this inspiration and my hype videos every week, you know what I'm saying? Super exclusive. Um, you know, you're bound to, uh, get just really catch a bit of the holy creative ghost and, uh, it's going to affect your spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's going to, uh, it's going to get your juices flowing. Speaking of juices, I uh, just woke up from my my uh, post-lunch nap. And you know I got my juicy old cup of coffee flowing. I like to drink a little cup of coffee in the morning. And then I like to drink a cup of coffee in my second morning, a.k.a. when I wake up from my afternoon nap. I've been doing an, an, uh, a post-lunch nap, I think, for the last 15 years, if not more, uh, pretty much every day, and uh, I just lie down, and then 20 minutes later, my eyes go bing, and I wake up without even having to set an alarm because I'm so just used to this routine, but it truly just refreshes me. I recommend it to everybody, you know, um, that we know uh, uh, scientifically that uh, by sleeping, you know, it's almost like shutting down your computer, kind of resets your RAM, kind of lets your brain process all the things that it's currently like juggling from your morning and all that so i like to do a nice little reset before i go into my afternoon i always feel very clear-headed very fresh and uh, making sure i'm pumping those liquids um you know there's a huge difference between being hydrated during the day and dehydrated during the day seriously try it um you will feel like uh a much more powerful person if you simply drink A glass of water uh, every couple of hours, uh, you will really feel like a different human being. You'll be like, why do I feel so damn energetic? Oh, because my body is fully fueled up with water because that's what humans are supposed to drink. Not to mention that the water that I drink comes right out of the ground about a minute before I drink it deep within the the bedrock of the Ghost Shrimp National Forest. You know what I'm saying? We have a we have like an old hundred-year-old farm spring that we found on the property. And you know, we'd be sipping that crystal clear ghost shrimp spring water. Um, and uh nothing more delicious um than than truly fresh water that is piping cold because it just came out of hollow earth. I, I like to call it hollow earth water. You know what I'm saying? You tip Flat Earth on its side, and then the water starts to trickle down, and then I drink it. You know what I'm saying? Um, so big shout-out to my man Johnny Glines for uh, for contributing at the $2 per episode level on the Patreon. He will now get this podcast early access two days ahead of iTunes and SoundCloud. And, uh, of course, he's getting a big beef stew shout out right up on here that's called getting your name in the bright lights you know what i'm saying and of course we'll have all the other juicy beef stew podcasts um after the um uh, <laughs> we will have the rest of the juicy beef stew shout outs at the end of the podcast because we have so many contributors now that it's taking a really long time to get through the list so we will continue to give every single beef stew contributor a shout out on each and every podcast but we're going to do them on the back end um, just to preserve everyone's sanity Um, but stay tuned you know because we always have the inspirational messages after the shout outs and all that and I always try to keep the shout outs fresh but uh you know I, I think it makes a little bit more sense to put them on the back end of the podcast now but everybody will always get their first shout out up front you know i'm saying because we really appreciate every single dollar shout out to the one dollar contributing members you know i'm saying get that early access and of course as we grow the patreon page um we're going to be adding Um, new content to the podcast. We're going to be adding more mini pods during the week. Uh, I'm going to be adding a weekly video podcast where I raffle off original artwork once a month. Um, These are going to be Patreon exclusives. and uh, There's also going to be some more. There's going to be some exclusive merchandise uh, once we start to get into these upper levels. and uh, Also, uh, I'm going to start doing a lot more behind the scenes um, uh, looks at the projects that I'm Working on and process vids and shit like that. I'm gonna start um, creating more content for the YouTube page, and that is going to appear first here uh, on the Patreon page. Um, so uh, once we start to get into these upper levels, I will start to reveal even more. Upper levels and exclusive goodies that we're going to get to. And, uh, you know, if we can get this podcast to really be creating a uh, significant portion of my income, then I can really use it to fuel my personal projects such as the Beehive Boy comic which is kind of sitting in the wings right now as I'm working on other illustration jobs to keep paying the bills and stuff like that um, if this podcast grows and uh, and becomes a more substantial form of income for me I will definitely be using that income to be creating the Beehive Boy comic and these other personal projects um, that you know need a kind of uh, their own funding source so if you're hankering to see me do do that beehive boy comic jump on the patreon get on there because you know we start to hit that 200 patreon uh 200 patreon supporter level that's gonna start to be able to give me some of that beehive boy money that we all need to get this shit rolling you know what i'm saying i want to be producing color beehive boy pages every week and that is a that can be a reality if you want it, let me know by contributing to the Patreon. You know what I'm saying? So, without further ado, let's kick it over to my man A1. Broadcasting, oh.
1: Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from another dimension. Broadcasting live from
0: all right, here we are once again with a very special guest. None other than Go Scout Crab Tooth, a.k.a. Marley Gallardo.
2: Hi, what's up? Gallardo.
0: (laughs) Gallardo.
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's a double L. All
0: right, Gallardo. I know I should know that. Athena is, uh, of course, Hispanic, so uh, I should be up on my double L's.
2: (laughs) And double R's.
0: And double R's. (laughs) So uh, you are down in your native Ecuador right now.
2: Yep, I'm here for like almost three weeks, just like trying to not deal with that New York uh winter
0: yep yep that's pretty understandable so paint us a picture what is it like down in ecuador where you are
2: all right so yesterday it hit 100 today today right now it's it's getting up to 90 soon um it is hot as fuck and (laughs) it, (laughs) it is really humid um yesterday i went to go see some cows Uh, Because my family has, uh, my father has his side of the family with his ranch, and my mom has a ranch, and um, we went to go check out some crabs as well at the at the river to go eat.
1: Of course, Uh, of course.
2: Uh, I got a pet, and then I lost the pet, and then I got it again, and then I let it go. It was a turtle.
1: Oh wow! Uh,
2: (laughs) Yeah, I got it like. Some guy, he was gonna cook the turtle, and I didn't want, like. I didn't want him to kill it.
1: Right. So
2: uh, his name, I named him Darwin, and I kept putting him upside down on the table because he just like he keeps biting people and running away. But then eventually, I didn't realize that he just like ran off, and I don't know where he went. Found him, and then I just threw him in a pond.
0: Oh my gosh! So so you live or where you are right now uh, is it? Sounds like a rural area.
2: Um, I was. I was in a rural area, but right now I'm like in the outskirts of a city, Yaki, okay. okay. like a huge city, yeah. It's a little it's like kind of like favela urban style.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Cuz I remember one time you told me that when you went back to visit some of your family, you had to like you had to like ride a an animal to get there.
2: Ah, uh, yeah. So that was like back in the Back in the early two thousands, before that was like my mom's side of the family, mm-hmm. before they built a road into the village, um, it was all like a dirt rock road, and it just fuck up your car. So you'd have to like you know, uh, unless you had one of those cars that transports cattle, uh-huh. which is sometimes how they picked me up from the airport. It was the best. All my cousins would jump into the back, and it's kind of like this big wooden crate uh, where they put like the cows. Um, but it was just full of my cousins, and they'd come to pick me up, and then we could get into the city. But otherwise, you'd have to like, uh, your, your car would get effed up, so you like use some animals or whatever.
0: Wow, that's amazing! <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> now, now is this the village where you were born?
2: No, I was born. Um, I was born in Waya Okay, but um, I grew. I was raised there. So, like, whenever. It was pretty cool. Uh, now that I think back to my childhood, that uh, I I was raised in Jersey City, so mm-hmm. it's like extremely urban, you know, just like Latino and Black community. Um, and then in the summers, I would be sent to Ecuador, and that was just like rural, rural as fuck. And um, between my house and my great grandfather's house, that's where all the cattle were kept and uh-huh. horses. Yeah. Um, so, like the juxtaposition of both of these worlds, I think extremely like just influenced that like all my work, I think
0: yeah, wow, that's really cool so how did you did you like did you like one setting more than the other, like the urban setting to the rural setting, or like what yes. when you were a kid
2: I loved Ecuador, I would like lose my shit when we'd hit the airport, I did not want to go back to the states, I'd cry. Um I call my grandmother mom. Um I call my mom mom as well, but my grandma's the one who like I mostly called my mom uh-huh. and she lives in in the countryside. So then when we'd reach the airport I'd just lose it and I'd tell the police officers that this woman was taking me to the States and that my mom <laughs> Oh my god. I remember they would have to like show like documentation and all.
0: Wow, that's pretty. That's that's pretty rowdy of you. That's like, man. As a parent, I'd be like, "Oh my god, what are you doing?"
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she like couldn't like you know maybe in the house she could spank me, but she couldn't spank me in the airport or anything like that.
0: Right, 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 right. Wow, that's it's awesome.
2: So- so rowdy i was so rowdy unless like i got bribed maybe like oh like can you just shut your mouth and like we'll just buy you whatever you want when we reach the state (laughs) yeah
0: yeah yeah now do you have any like uh any are there any really memorable or strong superstitions that you experienced growing up down there
2: oh of course you know actually it wasn't like not even that long ago i took my friend uh, my best friend he came to visit ecuador and we went horseback riding mm-hmm. uh in quito which is the capital and that's the highlands so i'm in the coast and the highlands um that's like the andes um and uh i was gonna ride i was trying to ride horses in the coast but that's my family's horses and the men wouldn't let me ride the horse because i was on my period and if you're on your period and you ride a horse, you could kill it. Like, <laughs>
0: oh my it, god, that's an awesome superstition. That is insane. Like,
2: it's like that superstition that like oh, women menstruating cannot be touching the animals. What's the logic people, that like
0: your your period blood would be like acid and like burn through the animal? Well,
1: like what is so that?
2: It's, it, for them? It's like the the change and like the unbalance that your body is going through will affect the animal
1: damn
0: wow that's powerful yeah. man that's powerful oh, powerful yeah. menstrual cycles
2: <laughs> i know i know so i wasn't allowed to ride it in the coast but then when i went to uh, the andes i i did it i, I didn't give a fuck they and did. then i told my cousins when i went back i'm like oh yeah i totally rode the horse i don't care and they're like you killed the horse like i can't believe you <laughs> did that that was so considerate of you <laughs>
0: Wow. So does that mean when you're on your period, if you like wrapped your legs around a person, would you be able to kill them as well?
2: No, it doesn't affect people. Only horses. No, or just animals. In oh, general.
0: animals. Okay. Wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Damn. So yeah, if you yeah. sat on a turtle, you would also kill the turtle.
2: <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't think anyone's ever tried. Wow. Maybe some tortoises in Galapagos, but I'm not sure.
0: Wow. Now, was there any, did you experience any spooky supernatural things growing oh. up in Ecuador?
2: Yeah, of course. I'm extremely scared of the para, like paranormal stuff. Like, yeah. I I don't, I'm not a very spiritual person, but I don't, like, I don't fuck with anything uh, that might be paranormal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just my family believes in all of this, and then um, sometimes like all of like,
0: what, like like give an example of what
1: would like be ghosts. what would be t- like okay. ghosts,
2: like, ghosts are a very big thing. Um, right. I think within like Latin American culture, you you have um, you have uh, um, very close ties to your dead, like your dead. Totally. You yeah, like every no one's scared of death. Mm-hmm. You like if someone passes away, even like within entry, like. More uh, pre-Columbian times, like people would keep um, the mummified uh, ancestors within their home.
0: That's really uh,
2: cool. So now people have um, you know their photos and the candles everywhere, and constantly saying prayers for them. And uh, the cemeteries, there's a cemetery like every other block or something. Um, uh, so this this causes uh, people aren't scared of like ghosts and stuff. They just accept these facts and constantly have houses cleaned by, by priests and shamans and all. Um, and my my grandmother, like sometimes at night, I don't know. It was so, so weird. Like I have no idea how to even explain this. Like something was off and then, and then she would like lock us like my cousins. And I I'd like to sleep like in a bed with like all my like cousins and, and just do sleepovers. And then she'd tell us like, Oh, Everyone stay inside, like there's like a paranormal activity happening at, outside right now. Wow, yeah, and then it's so scary because like you know, if you were to run out of the house, it's just darkness and grass and right. there's like there's nowhere to go right yeah oh, so man. what
0: was the, like what do you have any idea of what the activity she, was? like did you um, ever see or feel anything said. yourself?
2: My grandmother, sometimes I'd hear a voice, right? Like, we'd hear, like, a screaming outside. Whoa. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? Is that, like, oh, some shit. drunk guy screaming? <laughs> yeah. And then my cousin would be like, no, no, that's, like, that's the dead. Wow. And I don't know if they were fucking with me or not, but I don't think they would about the subject. Because my grandmother lost a son, right? So my uncle. Right. And then they would say that it was him. Oh, my but, gosh. Yeah. That um, is spooky as fuck. I know. I I, I just don't, like it's just so weird so I I like I don't mess with
0: it yeah so does that stuff still happen now like do like do there any times where like events are going on now
2: Mm -hmm. well like I try to avoid it so for example if I go into a room right and then I don't know the light starts flickering on and off or something I'm just gonna walk out like (laughs) really you're like I
0: don't want anything to do with that
2: (laughs) not about that life yeah (laughs) Or, like, if I go into a room and I feel like it's, a, like, a little off. Nope. Walking away. Like, yeah. not dealing with it. Yeah. Wow. Um, Sometimes if... I think I was telling you that, like... Um, so, my family performs uh, white magic, which is kind of like a form of shamanism that mm-hmm. has come down from the ancestors. And it's a lot of cleansings that we do. It's not... Um, I like I have no idea how to do black magic or any voodoo or anything like that. It's just uh, cleansings. Mm-hmm. So when I was a kid, and still it happens, um, if uh, if someone hurts like your pride, or or if like people are making fun of you, or if people give you the evil eye or something, we do egg cleansings, oh. and that's when uh, someone uh, says prayers and they rub an egg all over your body and then crack it over water, and then you can read the yolk. And then you can see how sick you are. Oh but, wow! But that should we? That should remove all the bad energy that is in your soul.
0: Whoa! Have you, and you? You've been part of this? You've seen this done?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've had it performed on me dozens of times. Do you know I, how
0: to read the
1: yoke?
2: No, that's the thing. I don't know how to do. Oh. And I also I'm not very spiritual, mm-hmm. so I the prayers that I would say are not as strong as someone else.
0: Right, because you're not like practicing this on the regs. Back.
2: Yeah, I don't practice this. I like I I'm not like tight with God like that. Right, like,
0: right, right, right. You're not on the VIP <laughs> list.
2: Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Um but uh it would happen to me a lot because I so growing up in both uh Ecuador and and the States, um, I speak Spanglish, so I don't speak perfect Spanish, nor do I think I speak perfect English. But I say things backwards a lot. Uh-huh. Sometimes just due to translation, so people would laugh their asses off all the time at me, and that hurts the soul. Like mm. you're being cleansed, made fun of. So co- I would have to get cleansed a lot. Wow.
0: So you would like tell your folks that like these events happened, and then they would do a cleansing.
2: No, no, I wouldn't have to say anything. Like someone's just like my aunt or something is looking at me, and she's like, "Like, we need to cleanse you. Your mm. your soul right now."
0: Wow, that's cool. So they're looking out for you and actively yeah. uh, doing that. Yeah. That's pretty cool.
2: And if if um, I, I've only been part of this once, but if like a baby is sick and it's like very intense, um, I don't I don't think I stuck around for the whole uh, performance or practice. But I remember that the baby they like they would put him in the floor, right, and like on a blanket, and then they asked me if I could cross the baby. Okay. Like I have to, I have to walk over the baby mm. because I was a virgin. So that like they I had to do it. that was like my part of the of the practice of the whole ritual.
0: Wow. And do you know what part that played?
2: Uh I don't know. I think it was just like purity or oh. something that it, it it only a virgin could cross the child in order to like get uh to like rid of, of sickness and, and bad energy. Wow.
1: That's pretty yeah. cool. That's yeah, pretty and I, I was just
2: like sitting there, and they asked me to do that, and I'm like, "The fuck is this? I'm, I'm gonna just go back to MySpace. Like, I don't even want to know what you guys are doing."
0: <laughs> That's awesome.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> That's so funny. Yeah, I feel like when you grow up in a rural area, there's a lot more of that kind of like superstition and that belief and those vibes. Like, like I grew up in a really rural area, not unlike where we live now. And I remember some people have been asking me about spooky stuff. And one of the things that happened to me was I was walking down this dirt road one day that was maybe like a mile away from my house. Like, I forget exactly why I had walked over here. But if you went all the way down the end of my road and then you, you took a left and you walked down the other road, there was like an old beaver pond out there and some different stuff that we would sometimes go hang out at. And there was, like, this big farm on the corner, like, this old farmhouse and, like, this old farm field that there wasn't anything in, but it was all, like, cut down and plowed. And uh, I was walking back, and I'm on the dirt road, and, like, so basically to my right is this big, empty farm field, and then there's the forest on the other side of that, and that forest goes forever, basically.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, And so I'm walking along, and I hear... Like what I think is my friends playing in the woods, because like there's all these kids where I grew up, and everybody would be out on the road and playing and stuff. So I hear the kids playing, and so I'm like, "Oh, cool! I'll go over and see my friends." So I, I cross the I cross the empty field, and I get into the woods, and I'm looking around. I'm looking around, and I'm not really seeing anybody. I'm kind of looking, and. And and I'm walking deeper in and it's like broad daylight, you know what I'm saying? And like, I've been in the, you know, I grew up in the woods, lived in the woods. I've had spooky things happen and like, and I've had spooky. I've been spooked out and like, and stuff like that. But somehow this just felt different. I'm looking around and then all of a sudden I realize that I'm in the middle of all the kids playing and I can feel stuff moving around me, but I can't see anything. And but like, I'm literally in the middle of a group of kids playing, and I just like, I just immediately like got full of adrenaline. All my hair stood up and I just fucking sprinted home. And I've never had anything like that happened to me before or since but that was fucking crazy spooky oh my god
2: i can't believe you're like you're like the like the dumb blonde in the scary movie that just like hello Is right. yeah here? yeah totally and- yeah
0: where are you guys jimmy
1: jimmy <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah and it's, <laughs> it's interesting because like
1: words.
0: Yeah, it's interesting cuz like in my parents backyard like back in the woods there was this thing called the Monk's Cave which was like this Native Amer there was a lot of Native American stuff going on in that area cuz this is western Massachusetts and stuff this is like you know where the settlers settled the pilgrims were living and all that shit and obviously all the indigenous peoples were there and uh and and there were these different structures one was called the Monk's Cave and it was like a it was like a it was like It was two columns that were kind of under this rock. It was like three stone walls. It was three stone walls, maybe just a couple feet tall. And then so and with a giant rock on top of them and then like a tree growing on top of that. So it created like two kind of chambers underneath this giant like rock and they would like store bodies in there. Um, you know, probably like in the winter when you couldn't bury a body or something like that, and and so there was this little like burial thing, and we used to go play there all the time and like go through it and stuff like that, like crawl through like it. That and, was, and that was
2: closed off or anything? It, it wasn't like a monument. No, so no, no,
0: like, it was just there. But people would come to visit it a lot, like because there's just oh. throughout the woods in New England, there's all kinds of like graveyards and all kind. This stuff is very common to find, like old old cemeteries or old indigenous areas or like um uh just anything like that it's not uncommon but yes. this one was like a pretty cool one
2: i had no idea
0: yeah 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 and uh and people would actually come from like other places to visit it and people felt like the woods these woods were kind of really supernaturally charged and stuff and so uh, i had that experience and i also used to have like when I got older and my older brother moved out of the house, and I mean I was uh, we only lived there till I was 12, so I wasn't that old. I was maybe like nine or 10. Um, I'm, I got my older brother's room when he moved out, but it was in the basement, and everybody else was on the top floor. It was like a fully finished basement, but like it was this big room in the basement, and so I would be sleeping down there alone. And then it had two sliding glass doors that looked right out into the woods. So like what? I would definitely get a super swooped out. Ha-
2: would have like your 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 basement could look out into the outdoor
0: yeah because it was like it was like the so it was like a basement that was exposed on the back of the house but it would have been underground in the front of the house you know what i'm saying Okay,
2: gotcha, gotcha. so yeah and out, out back it looks like ghost ridden fucking woods
0: yes yes and i had so <laughs> many crazy reoccurring dreams that i still have like Like, actually, a lot of my work, I'm trying to recapture the vibe of, like, these recurring dreams that I have about, like, growing up in this area and when I would sleep down there and, like, fall asleep looking out in the woods and stuff, I would have all these recurring dreams about being in the woods and all these different supernatural creatures in those woods and then being on like paths going out to the monk's cave and stuff and then like but the paths would always be looping back like you'd try to get out of them but then they would just keep looping back and the paths would like change as you were on it and stuff so there's a lot of weird like there's a lot of weird stuff
2: your work has a lot of like woods in it though
0: totally yeah yeah yeah
2: present there
0: yeah 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 so yeah i feel like i feel like i feel like whenever i'm like like the world for adventure time or my illustrations and stuff i'm always trying to recapture the feelings and the and the kind of world that that like what it feels like to be in those recurring dreams because i still have them all the time
2: jesus (laughs) And, and and you went back to the woods like that's what's crazy to me yeah i
0: I love the woods yeah
2: had i experienced all of that paranormal shit growing up in the woods i would i don't know i'd be living in like that an island like a coast like (laughs) whole fucking trees just a palm tree
0: but see that's the funny thing like even when i was in that moment like it didn't feel the the what i experienced didn't feel malevolent it just it just was something going on it was probably actually friendly because it was like kids playing and like yeah. it was but i was just so surprised by it that i just was fucking out of there <laughs> that's, that's
2: interesting it didn't feel malevol- malevolent definitely
0: too. didn't feel malevolent no and like and 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 that's actually one of the reasons that i really love living in the woods is because i feel like you are I feel like the woods are super actively supernatural and you're kind of living on that veil between like like our world and then the world of the supernatural where kind of like there's this whole unseen realm that's also there and you're kind of you're kind of right on the edge of it and i like that like i really like walking like i go through the woods every day and i feel like i can always feel that stuff and that's like I feel like feeding off of that and living in this world is part of what is like amazing about being alive. And like, and it reminds me yeah. that I'm just like, when I'm out there walking in the woods. I'm not like a human in the human world, I'm like an animal in this natural world
1: oh, you, feel,
2: know? you feel very primal there
0: yeah, yeah, yeah yeah. I feel just just this other level of connection yeah. like i I'm, I'm actually especially if I go out hunting or something like that too that's like a if you go hiking that's like another level of engagement when you're really getting deep into the woods or hiking a mountain and, and experiencing the majesty of a hike like that or or camping out, but then also like hunting is a whole other layer where you're like you're actually kind of shedding your. Human skin, And you're becoming this predator who's out there trying to hunt down these animals who are like, who are like, it's their whole life is just trying to avoid being eaten by another animal. And now you're an animal out there trying to eat them. So it's like that that's even another level of, of dipping in. And when when I do that, when I go into the hunting mode, it yeah. actually feels like like I've like I've gone a level deeper into that like psychedelic spiritual realm. Like it, you, it's a tangible feeling. Like all my senses are heightened, and like I'm just seeing the world with a completely different set of eyes that I only see through when I'm doing that activity. It's very interesting.
2: Uh, wow, I've, I've never experienced that. Nor do I think that I like. I don't know. I for me, I I'm so like. I'm scared of, like, the paranormal, so I don't, like, I, for me, even if it doesn't feel malevolent, I'm just scared of it. Like, I don't want to be around it. Right. And then in the woods, I feel very comfortable if I'm with someone and right. I know, uh, I know there's a path that's right. already set. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas, like, if, as soon as I, I start realizing, oh, like, there's no path, like, this might be, like, territory that's just, like, not very marked. Right. I start f***ing that. Fuck out and that's what happened when when I was camping there yes,
0: I was gonna say that's a perfect segue into yeah. so you came you came during year two and uh and and uh you uh got yourself lost in the woods
2: I did I did, and it was my fault really, like I was just you know you know like you're living with all these dudes and you just you kind of like you have no real privacy sometimes i like, yeah. some might say a comment and you just like. Say one more thing. Just like, I was getting annoyed. At, right. But it's like, it's like having a lot of brothers. Well, right? cuz it like, was
0: the first year so to set it up, it was year 2 and this was the first year where we had girls and it was you and Mamageddon uh were the yeah. first two girls ever to attend Ghost Scout training camp. So it would have been <laughs> it would have been I think did we have I think we probably had 8 cadets that year. So it would have been the two of you and then yeah. it would have been eight du- or six six dudes and then, you know, of course, and then, me and my family.
2: And uh was I think uh Fitzy? Mm -hmm. Fitzy was there. Mm -hmm. And um who else? Pussy Wizard was there.
1: Yep, yep.
2: (laughs) I don't know if he's changed his name or not. Right, right. Um I forget who else. Or was it just them two?
0: Um, as counselors.
2: Yeah, as counselors.
0: Yeah, it would have been yeah, I think it would have been uh Damien and uh well was Greenstone there as well?
2: Almost there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Yeah, Greenstone, yeah. Fitzy, and Damien, I think, were the yeah. counselors that had come back from the first year.
2: Yeah. I okay, so I remember I was just getting like annoyed that day. And then uh Mike was just like, I think he's like, Oh, let's go for a walk. I'm like, okay. And then I don't know what it was, but I just like wanted to walk away. Like mm-hmm. I just wanted to be by myself. So then he started commenting that I'm walking a little faster, that I'm, like, straying away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm good. And he's like, oh, well, don't forget that we're going to have to watch that movie tonight. Um, And I think it was Predator Night, mm-hmm. right? So, <laughs> so I'm just like, I don't give a fuck. Like, I just want to walk. So then I just started... Walking, and then I thought that I was walking in a straight line away from him, mm-hmm. right? So then by the time I turned around, he wasn't there. And I realized, oh, I had gone down, like, twice. like For some reason, like, the level of, of, of the ground had gone down. Right. And I turned around, and I was lost. And then I thought, okay, I'm just going to go and start walking, like, the exact same direction what I thought was. And I realized, no, like, an hour later, I realized I was lost. And then... um I started freaking out, and then I started, like, calling, like, an idiot, just like, "call, is anyone there?
0: Right, because we have a, because we have a yeah. ghost scout call where we go,
2: caca, yeah. So,
0: like, if you're trying to communicate with people over a distance, like, call people yeah. in or something like that, you could call. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. And so, and this was around, like, we were going to watch the film, I think it might have been, like, at 7 or 8 o'clock. Yeah, so whenever like
0: it was... gets dark, so probably more yeah, like yeah. 9 or whatever.
2: Yeah, so the stuff. Mm. Sun was setting I remember mm-hmm. and I was freaking out because the sun's gonna set and I also I was really thirsty and I didn't have water mm-hmm. Um, so I started crying. cry <laughs> I just like sat down on a rock and I'm like oh my god like I'm just gonna starve out here I'm gonna die and then my mom is gonna like get this news and then they're gonna like my family's gonna think like what the hell was she even doing in the woods like that's no place for her like just completely out of my element, um, and I, I, I kind of felt embarrassed. By it. I'm like, no, I can't. This is not the way I go. Like I gotta, I gotta figure this out. And this I just is started, not
0: the way you die. You're like, I'm not yeah, gonna no, die like this.
2: No, like not like this. Not dehydrated. Um, I haven't even finished college yet. So, <laughs> <laughs> so then I started, um, I started walking until I, I started hearing like a trickling or something like a stream.
0: Well didn't you hear a bird too? Didn't you hear a bird and you oh, thought it was like us cacanng yeah, and you followed yeah. it further out into the woods
2: yeah. yeah, I did I forgot yeah, I totally did. I thought that that was I think the bird was making like a like a sound that sounded like a whistle uh-huh um, and I thought that it might be it sounded like a whistle that um that what oh man, I totally forget his name, he's such a sweetheart he's huge.
1: Who, Squatch? Uh,
2: Squatch, yeah. I thought it was him. Uh-huh. Oh, and also, the day before was that guy that came to talk about Sasquatch and how he, like, rapes, like, horses and then <laughs> yes. breaks their hair. Shit. Yes, yes,
0: yeah. We talked about that on the pod before.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, my hair is long. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: so, oh, my God. <laughs> we find you out there dead and braided.
2: <laughs> I'm like, shit. Um... So I yeah okay so I went deeper in but then eventually I like that stream I started hearing so I started following it down and then that stream turned into like a little like a little waterfall or something
1: uh-huh.
2: um, and I figured I might as well just follow it like who knows where it'll lead so I, I climbed down somewhere I don't I still don't know where I was but eventually I hit this like gazebo and the gazebo had fairy lights all over it. And which was weird to me because you know where is it getting electricity from, um, and it was just like in the middle of I don't know where. Um, do you know where that gazebo is?
0: Yeah, yeah, totally. But keep telling the story. I'll will explain it at the end.
2: <laughs>
1: all, right, all
2: right. So I started walking from that gazebo. I walked to this other section where it. I felt like there was a house there. I can't remember too well, but it was just so quiet there was no one around I like knocked on the door I was like hello is anyone here I'm lost and dehydrated (laughs) nope no and then eventually uh, there was a road and then I hit the road and there were like cars driving by and whatever Um, and then there was like this guy in a pickup truck that that drove by and then I was telling him like oh I'm lost like do you know where the bandits live um and he offered to, like, give me a ride. And then he, like, rode me right until we hit, like, the like where you walk up to your house, uh-huh. that, like, road. And then so I got off there. And then I started walking up there. And I was just, like, pissed. And I was muddy. And I just wanted to go to bed. And then I see Sasquatch. And he's like, hey, where have you been? And I'm like, what do you mean where I've been? And he's like, I've been looking everywhere for you. And I thought that was so sweet. Yeah. Like. I was just so like sad and angry and then I just like that he said that and then I just hugged him. I'm like I've been lost.
1: Oh my gosh.
2: And he's like, "Oh, well, we're going to watch a film." I'm like, I don't give a fuck about the film. I'm just going to go to my tent and sleep and then you guys watch Predator.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Now, but didn't you say, didn't you say that when you found that gazebo you thought you had died and gotten like yeah. you were in heaven?
2: Yeah, I'm like, wait, what the hell? Like, yeah, because it was so surreal. Like, it was this gazebo to me felt like it was in the middle of nowhere, and there's these fairy lights, and the sun is setting. I'm like, fuck, did I, like, fall? Like, shit. Like, no, I was, I was gonna get out of this. And it was just all so surreal. So I'm like, did I, I really thought, like, for a second, did I fall? Like, am I imagining this? Did I die? Like, what happened?
0: That's so amazing. Yeah, no, because down the hill from us, at the bottom of the road, down the hill, there's a thing called the Jew Divine Falls, which is that waterfall, because that's like oh, the, okay. you know, we have the Tucker Brook that runs down our road, and then it crosses under the road and goes over the other side, and then comes down the bottom of the hill, because we live like halfway up a hill or a mountain, depending on what your definition of a hill or a mountain is. Smaller yeah. than a mountain, but if you say <laughs> hill, it sounds kind of small. Yeah. Um, so, uh so, uh, it, it goes down and, and the people that live there, they turned it into a event center. So, people get married up there at the waterfall and the gazebo and stuff. So, that gazebo, that's like a wedding. <laughs> that's like a, There's all kind of events that happen down there. So, yeah. that's that's what it was. It was
2: really pretty. Like, that's yeah. what I re- remember. It being like everything is very rustic up there. Mm-hmm. But then one thing was ex- exceptionally pretty. Yeah. So, it was just weird. Like, it didn't fit in.
1: Yeah, me. like yeah. after
2: like all of that walking and sliding around in the mud and
1: shit
0: yeah yeah no that's so that that story is amazing yeah I remember we realized you were gone and then people were kind of looking around for you and I think by the time people really started to look around for you I think you can't you came back like I think it took yeah. people a while to realize that you were, were gone
2: yeah yeah um, and then everyone's like, oh, the ghost of Marley's ghost. Yeah, the ghost
0: of Marley's ghost. We were like, Wh- whatever came back. It wasn't Marley.
2: <laughs> and then, yeah, I think you guys were watching Predator that night, and someone pointed out that I looked like one of the Asian cast in that. And you guys oh, right, like, right, probably the Rush. girl
0: that they grab. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. That was so funny. I've like I haven't been in a situation like that again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting thing. Yeah, it's funny because because uh, Foam Breeze, you know, Andrew Greenstone, he got law- yeah. He did the sort of the same thing in year one. We had seen a deer when we were walking around, like doing the doing the like initial property walk when people yeah. first got here. He, we we had seen a deer like leap out of the ferns and run away. And I guess Greenstone like went back to try to find that deer, which is of course like there's like a million there's like a million deer out in the woods,
1: yeah. but
0: he felt like that was his spirit deer, and he went to try to yeah. find it like the next day or something, and he got totally he about the same thing you did, he ended up going down. And yeah, the property, the, so, you know, our our property is 25 acres and then it connects to just thousands of acres of woods and, and we're up on, uh, we're kind of halfway up this hill. And so when you get off of our property and you start going down through the woods there, it's a lot of different plateaus. It's like giant steps that kind of drop down and drop down and drop down. And uh yeah. And, and yeah, Andrew had uh yeah, he had gotten lost and I think he I don't think he was lost quite as long as you. I don't think he made it all the way to like Route fourteen, which is at the bottom of the R road. I think he came out somewhere along our road and then just and then just hiked back up. But he was probably gone for like an hour and I think maybe you were Every gone hour? for you were gone for like a couple of hours, I think.
2: Yeah, I don't know how long I actually was gone for. It to me it felt like forever.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But I don't
2: know how it actually was
0: i think it was probably like a couple of hours because i think it took us like an hour to realize and then like yeah. people started to look around and we were like what are we gonna do and then you just popped up
2: <laughs> um and i i think when i got lost i was wearing a hawaiian shirt i was wearing a bear hat uh like red shorts and rain boots yeah <laughs> like just so off like i did that it, it was ridiculous
0: you weren't ready to survive the night in the forest oh. of vermont <laughs> not, at all, not
2: at all freaking hawaiian shirt with a bear hat
0: <laughs> yeah well luckily it would have been the it would have been the summer and if we yeah. if we if you somehow didn't come get, find your way back and we didn't find you you would have been okay out there but yeah. it would have definitely been a long night <laughs> it would,
2: yeah. yes it would have and we would have
0: definitely been super freaked out and had to call the authorities and who knows what that would have led to.
2: <laughs> yeah. The, okay. So I have like this thing about attracting attention. Like, you know, I, I've even had like my house was broken in once when I was living in Providence. And like, I just like hid in the closet cause like, and I had my phone on me, but I like don't like to attract attention. Wait, you so were
0: I, like, there was a break in and you were in the yeah. house.
2: Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, my God. Yeah.
0: That's scary. Yeah.
2: I know. But I have my phone on me and my, I was just like texting my roommates. I'm like, Hey, so, like, someone broke in the house, and I'm in the closet. Should I call the police? And they're like, yeah, of course, fucking call the police. Are you kidding me? And I'm like, yeah, but I, I don't know. Like, I don't like, like, the police attention specifically. Yeah. So, when I was walking around, I'm like, oh, my God. I do not want them to call, like, the forest rangers or, like, the police. It's so fucking embarrassing. Uh-huh. Like, I need to figure this out.
0: That's so funny. You have too much pride. You're like, I don't want to be. I don't need yeah. them.
2: I don't need them,
1: yeah so i
2: i I distinctly remember thinking that like nope i cannot have like these police people looking for me
1: right right and then
2: like and appear in the local news like uh, local daniel bandit like opens a like artist residency Ecuadorian gets lost. (laughs) Three-day search, no appearance.
0: Oh my God! Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm amazed, and of course, now we, after I think the third year, we marked the whole. We went, we went through and marked the whole property so that you know. You really can't if you if you're if you're looking around you're not gonna you're not gonna leave the property without uh without realizing it and we really t- encourage people with your story and greenstone's story as cautionary tales um we uh we we warn them that they definitely don't want to get lost out there but yeah. I'm always amazed of all the close calls that we've had at camp that like nothing super terrible has happened. Like I kind of feel like it probably should have like something catastrophic should have happened with all the like wacky stuff that we've done here.
2: You guys blew me away when we were at the, uh, at the gallery at the exhibition that you were in at um, super chief, like the first time. Yeah. Uh, And then you guys were like telling me about um, Michelle And now like she fell, yeah. And then we're like, like you two, was it you and uh, me and Alex? Yeah. Oh, Alex, that were just like laughing but you didn't realize how serious it was until everyone came back with like a ghost
0: face yeah yeah well Michelle was kind of laughing it off because that's yeah, like yeah, her yeah. personality yeah, you know she's like I'm an idiot I don't know I almost just died and we came back and we were kind, we were like what what happened you just fell down this cliff and we are but she was okay and yeah, we were yeah. like oh my god and then uh and then we were kind of laughing and stuff and then and I was filming it I was like filming her climbing up I have the video of her like I posted it on Instagram at the time it's still there and, and she's climbing up and like being self-deprecating or whatever and we're like cracking up and laughing like what and but then but then the rest of the crew comes up like annalia and kyle and the people that were down there and they looked like white like they were like so scared they looked like they had just seen a ghost because because they literally said they thought that she they were watching her die like fall to her death like it looked really bad i guess so oh
2: Oh, and this wasn't even in the. This wasn't at camp. This you guys went on like
0: on a trip. This was something. on. Yeah, now we do weekend hikes. Every weekend we yeah. hike a mountain. So this was. Yeah, I don't. I think that started year three. Um. So yeah, we were on. Actually, what is like what is considered the easiest hike <laughs> that we start with, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they we had gotten off on the wrong track. It was like a series of mistakes, and we had gotten off on the wrong track, and then we had split up to backtrack, and then that's when they they pushed forward. Down this steep section and then Michelle's as we know accident prone and she uh she took she just dripped and like fell down like a whole series of like little cliffs. So funny oh. funny that it turned out okay, but uh yeah, yeah again, yeah. if like I could not even imagine because then once we realized it and we were walking back, I was saying to Alex, I was like, My God, what if we just fucking walked down there and Michelle was fucking dead? Like I would fucking lose my mind. Like that would have been so I'm so scared. Like that would be such a nightmare.
2: And she did. She like did not, you know. She's a trooper. She did not like make it a big deal. Like, Oh my god, I almost died. And yeah, blah, blah, no, like, no. She
0: never. Yeah, yeah, she's always like, oh, I do this all the time. This is my fault. I wore the wrong <laughs> shoes. You know, like because she was just walking. She was hiking in like Chuck Taylors or something. Like.
2: I remember. Oh well. Yep. Yeah, exactly me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, but I was. I slid. Like, I think. Uh, I, I went, I was telling you, I went like on a recent hike, but I wouldn't consider it really a hike because I was just sliding on my ass everywhere. Right. I was wearing Chuck Taylors because I thought that, you know, it'll be like just walking around the park, really, like a long walk in the park. Yeah. That's what I was picturing. I didn't think that I was going to be like climbing up things. And then there were caution signs everywhere. Something, like there's like a certain thing that you put on your shoe to like climb the ice or something. Oh
0: yeah, like a crampon like a little clip yeah, on yeah, clip yeah, yeah, on spikes yeah. and stuff. Yeah yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, yeah. And like my boyfriend like shows up at the time and he like has these things and he's like, Oh you didn't bring this? I'm like, of course not like Oh I don't my gosh, that's stuff.
0: terrible. He's like, oh you didn't bring your crampons? Come on Marley
2: <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> wow, that's hilarious. Yeah. Um but I I remember uh the last night uh, like the night before the last night i think uh when michelle was like we were all hiking um to uh, I, I don't remember exactly what location it was but we were all drinking and hiking at night and then uh she she just kept sliding everywhere yeah yeah
0: yeah, yeah. that was graduation night and yeah she was yeah. yeah that that was one of the one of the after year 2 and especially after graduation night, where there yeah. are a number of close calls, uh, yeah. I, re- I I I realize like if if we don't start to get like more organized and more like safe yeah. about camp, like next year something's yeah. going to happen that's going to end it.
2: <laughs> I, you know, I like I jumped into I don't know what that was like that.
0: Was- <laughs> well, don't talk too much about it. These are graduation <laughs> things that we shouldn't get okay. too much into because then we'll end up talking yeah. about other things that uh, we're not supposed to talk about. Okay.
2: <laughs> Well, I, I I definitely close call there as well.
0: Yeah, sure. yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. That no, that was too rowdy. We are 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 the the first two years we did some things on graduation night that were on that were off the property that were far too <laughs> that were far too dangerous and that has now changed. Um and now we uh we keep all those we keep all those activities on the property for liability purposes and uh try to just be much more safe about the whole thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 uh, and camp now. I mean, you haven't been back for camp. You've been back uh, what, two years ago. You came back for like a summit, like a little summit visit. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I came yeah. with Chang.
0: Right, right, with Chang. Um, and uh, or AKA Mind Cop. Shout out Mind Cop. And, uh, but yeah, but now, now camp is definitely the last, the last two, three years have been, uh, very organized and, and, and very, uh, very successful. And, uh, everybody always marvels at how, how far we've come along. So you, you, yeah, uh, yeah,
1: you, me
2: too. I was just blown away. Yeah. Like it's so organized. They have it so damn good. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you guys have light.
1: What? <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 Yeah, it's a I different remember, thing. It's fun that you got to experience one of the first two yeah. years cuz those were definitely like the really like wild west, no rules uh <laughs> that that time will definitely <laughs> never be replicated cuz it couldn't be.
2: I remember the like the huge um bon bonfires that there were mm-hmm. and I'm like these trees are going to catch fire. There's no way. There's not Yeah, we had
0: a we had a lot of big brush piles around that we were burning <laughs> off. Yeah.
2: So good, so yeah. good. I totally, I I loved that. Like that whole month. That was such a hard month. Like I, I think that was like probably, and it's so pathetic to say, but that was probably the most fit I ever was.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, and it was funny too, cause like. You know, I remember when, uh, you know, when you applied and and, you know, I was like looking over your stuff and then looking at your MySpace or Facebook or whatever it was at the time. And, and you like just look looked like a total party girl. And then like <laughs> and then like, of course, uh, Ch- uh, you know, uh, your buddy Chang, he had come. Chang- My good but- yeah, yeah, mine cop had come year one, and then yeah. you you were friends from RISD and you applied. And I asked him, you know, is she, is, is you know th- this girl looks like kind of a party girl. Like, do you think she's gonna be a good fit? And Chang was like, "Oh yeah, no, I definitely vouched for her." And then he was like, mm, "Actually, on second thought, I'm not sure if I vouch for her." So he totally fucking threw you under the bus, Took which I back. love to talk about.
1: Took it
2: back. I can't. Like, has anyone ever done that? Has anyone ever? No, that's the
0: only time someone's unvouched for somebody. It's yep. almost worse than like just not having any anybody vouch for you. But uh, but we were really
2: stayed quiet.
0: But no. <laughs> but uh but you know we definitely wanted two girls to come i think you and michelle were the two girls who applied so so uh you know we accepted you and i'm very glad that we did but even (laughs) though at the even at the time when you showed up because you're very petite you're like very thin and very like small and i was like damn man like i don't know if this girl's gonna be able to hack it but to your credit you worked super hard the whole month i don't think i heard you complain one time um and uh and you were just like you were you were such a trooper and I was like just remember being super impressed like damn like this girl's, this girl's like legit this is a tough girl like I was very impressed
2: I, I remember Um, so I kept telling my dad my, so my dad dropped me off
1: and
0: Oh, right, right. Your dad dropped you off. Yeah. And it was so cute. And he came and he, up. And your dad's name is yeah. Elvis, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. And he, like he came Country. up
0: and he helped you set up your tent. Because I think he was probably like, what the hell am I like dropping my daughter uh-huh. off at?
2: He was not happy about it. He's like, what are you doing? Yeah. These are all men. Like, you didn't <laughs> say it me all guys. Because when I, I was doing it, I'm like, oh, dad, I need you to drop me off. Like, I don't really need permission from him, but I did need a ride from him. Right. Right? So I was like, yeah, you know, like, it's half girls and half guys. Like, it's so chill. Like, it's it's fine. It's all artists. And then when he showed up, he's like, these are all men, Mar. These are all very big men. Right. Like, are they even your age? I'm like, yeah, yeah, they're, they're just big. They make them big up here. I don't know. I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. Like, the girls are going to come later or whatever. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I kept telling him, like, Dad, don't help me carry this. Like, then these guys are going to think I'm a bitch. Like, right, I need to right. just carry it on my own and he's like no no let me like I cannot drive away and leave you with like at least like let me just at least have you set up in like a little tent and then I can safely drive away yeah it was really sweet yeah
0: so cute that was amazing
2: (laughs) that was so much fun and I remember that um so I don't use Facebook a lot and you do and you use it a lot for like to communicate with everyone as to like how we're gonna like Go about things like this was right before the camp right so um and i don't like oh wait I, I that don't. was
0: another reason yeah because yeah. you weren't yeah we get a we get a chat going we get a we get a group yeah. going for the for the cadets who are going to be coming in we get like a private facebook page set up and so everybody can kind of get to know each other because of course everybody's strangers before they get here and yeah. uh and then like a chat going and stuff like that and yeah you hadn't been on it at all which was another reason i was like is this girl <laughs> even gonna show up like i was so skeptical <laughs>
2: and then you would message me like i think you'd email me just like hey do you have do you have this stuff like yeah and i'm like yep.
0: yeah yeah i know i was like do you are do you, you, you did you get the supplies like yeah, yeah. are you are you really coming
2: <laughs> yeah yeah and then i finally showed up yeah and then when we were sitting that first night they're like yo no one thought you were coming Yeah. like no one thought you would show up
1: yeah
0: yeah and then it was really interesting because while you were at camp, um, I remember that you would you'd work really diligently on your drawings, but you would take like a really long time to do them and then you I remember like you had one with like you know these uh kind of angular figures, like maybe dancing around like a fire pit and stuff oh, yeah, and yeah, and yeah. and they had the they had looking back now I can see like where your work was going, but at the time uh i just i had no idea you know I was like oh these these drawings are pretty cool, but this girl she's kind of slow with the drawings and she's kind yeah. she's she's like she's like doing this thing i really i you were one of the people that I just had no idea when you were in camp, what you were going to leave and go out and do in your career. And it's so cool because you, I mean, you're like one of the people that has just absolutely exploded. Like your career, you know, you have so many followers on Instagram. You were just on like, weren't you just on a Microsoft commercial or something?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was. I mean, you're just
0: blowing up. Like I, I would have had no idea. I didn't see from what you were doing in camp to would, to what you I were doing.
2: You- i i had no idea what i was doing. i didn't even know how to use like a computer like at that time right. i use i got my laptop the last year of college
1: right
2: last year of college and i learned how to use like you know adobe photoshop and illustrator and i remember i would ask you how you were doing things and you were telling me that it was all photoshop That you just color things super easily right and i'm like what the fuck and then eventually the last year i started using it but i i had like this thing where like throughout like All three first years of college and, you know, like high school before that, I would have exceptional sketchbooks. Mm -hmm. But that was it. Like, that's where they... Right, yeah, your
0: stuff was very sketchy. It would, like, be pencil. They would just be, like, pencil drawings in a sketchbook, I remember.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I remember everyone was at camp was telling me, like, you should use ink. Yeah. And I, I, like, I, I was telling them that I do. But I work in, like, blue pencil first, then a pencil then marker over that so it's like three steps yeah like unnecessary steps that i was doing rather <laughs> than
1: just,
2: just like pencil quick scan and then start working
0: yeah yeah
2: yeah yeah it took so long i know and, so, and then
1: yeah
2: go ahead. I, also i remember I was like super shy and everyone was like oh yeah look what i did look what i did and i'm just like oh yeah i, I drew something no yeah. i don't want to show it and everyone's like no you gotta yeah so shy yeah but i think that, like social media and all like all of that definitely helped because i'm still a pretty shy personality like if i know you yeah we're like we're gonna be homies but otherwise like especially at yeah, like a gallery or an exhibition or something like that i'm Hella shy that's um, so
0: funny. I mean i know i I do get that you know at camp you're like a little shy, but now I think of you as such like uh like uh you know you you know you're always doing something right like you have a very it seems like you have a very active social life and you're out there networking and <laughs> stuff like that right
2: oh, not at all. everyone asks me that like oh, how do you like network and like do you just go out and like meet? no, not at all like I think uh. The most social I can be is if there's like dancing, like if I, I go to like a dance party, if I go dancing that night. But otherwise, I'm so quiet and I also wear a black hat. Like right. I'm always wearing a hat all the yeah, time yeah. because like it's like my comfort thing. Like just like a child like carries around his like teddy bear, or like a blanket. I like uh-huh. have a hat on me. That's I'm, so I'm, funny.
0: I guess I just still have that first impression of you being like a party person from those original yeah. photos yeah. that I looked at, like that you're just like always clubbing or something. Yeah,
2: um, I, which I do. I, I'm pretty active. Like I'll, I like to travel and go out and everything. But you know, I like I have like my posse, like that I'm always with or mm-hmm. whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but um, that like, for me, like social media, like Instagram was very helpful just because. I didn't have to like be somewhere and talk about my work. I could just like photograph it and put it out there, and I don't yeah. even have to like write about it. I just just like photo. That's why Twitter does not work for me. Right. Like, I can't I can't do Twitter because I uh, I I'd rather show than like talk.
0: Right. Totally. Yeah. That yeah. makes that makes sense. And yeah, I remember when you had come up for that summit. Um, you and Chang came up, and and we were all hanging out, and I think Celia and and Mike yeah. Vance were here. Um, and, uh, and we were all hanging out. I didn't even really know that much about Instagram. I sort of knew about it, but that was the time Chang was like, dude, your life is so visual. Like you need to get on Instagram. And that's eventually I ended up getting the iPod touch, you know, so I could, so I could jump in and participate in that (laughs) since I don't have a cell phone. Um, but I remember I didn't know that much about Instagram, but then, you know, uh, I, I forget we were like looking on a computer at it and, and you had like 17,000 followers at the time. And I was like, holy shit. Like, yo, Marley's like blowing up. Like I was like, Oh wow. And so like, what, what is it? Like, what would you say that, you know, cause obviously everybody wants to figure out how to get, you know, a good following and stuff. What, what is it about? Like, what are, what what are your like tips and, and kind of thoughts yeah. about using social media?
2: So I like initially like when I first started off, um, I wanted um I wanted more traffic for sure to my work. And like the beautiful thing of like hashtags was like, Oh man, I would hashtag like twenty things on one thing. But everything that uh you know, you don't wanna just attract like anyone. You wanna attract like people who are like very much would become loyal to your work. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I'd hashtag like editorial illustration and, um, vector design and anything that, uh, my work has, like, uh, if there was character design or if there was like, uh, something to do with the forest and I'd hashtag like forest or, um, so that would just like bring people in. And also I would, um, I would hashtag other platforms. Like there's so many, like, uh, uh me and um like supply and design there's just so many like juxtapose has one and uh colossal so if you just hashtag them then eventually at the time none of these big platforms had such a huge following so it was very easy for them to see mm. other artists yeah other artists like use their hashtags um oh that's so but, smart yeah yeah so then I'd do that and then I'd get featured and then that would bring in like a thousand followers or something like every feature it would bring so many new followers. Um, and now, um, now I I don't really have to do that much actually. Like before I would feel pressured to constantly have to like post Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, I felt like I was then eventually like creating work to just like get people to like, like, uh, respond to it. Oh, you felt so like it was, it was
0: influencing, like, the content of your work? Yeah,
2: yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. For sure, for sure. And it just didn't, it just seemed like another stress. Like, it seemed like I was feeling pressured it by took it. The,
0: it took the fun out of it because you were doing yeah, it, yeah. like, for a result and not for, like, the, the having fun during the process.
2: Yeah, 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 for sure. And then I started realizing, like, a year ago or something that I actually don't have to, like, post that much. Like, it's, um, it's, and I am baffled that I didn't notice this before that it's all about, you know, um, quality versus quantity. Mm -hmm. Like there are so many like, you know, big Instagram stars or whatever that like will post a lot. Right. Like, and it's like the dumbest things, like just not even like worthy posts, but they won't receive that much attention versus someone like a, I don't know an illustrator that i very much admire who's only posted maybe like 20 things um but the quality of the work and like what it's saying and the message it's just amazing Mm -hmm. so um for me because i you see like i don't have much to say like I, i i'm not one to like make a lot of videos to like talk about things and um i i'm more reserved and like a little shy so um, all I really want to show is, like, illustrations. And then here and there, I'll, like, post a photo. Um, but I, I no longer feel that pressure. I'll, I'll just post whenever I really want someone to look at something. Mm-hmm. But it's no longer, like, oh, like, um, every day. Like, I, I was always really afraid that if I wasn't posting every day, um, that I wouldn't – it it determined how successful I was being. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So That's I feel like uh, people should uh, – uh, like a lot of people are like oh should i be posting everything i'm like no you don't have to post every day like that's if you want to do that but you don't have to in order right. to get a following mm-hmm. it's like it's the content that you put out there
1: yeah
0: and what other social media like so you you're obviously killing it on instagram are there other social media outlets that you like to use
2: Oh, Behance for sure. Mm-hmm. Like I tell whenever anyone has like any questions and they DM me about like career stuff, I always try to get back to everyone, but I don't always, because it, it just gets kind of a little flooded yeah. sometimes. Um, and then my emails as well, it just kind of sucks. Um, but, um, well, not it sucks. I suck. Like I'm really bad at like getting back to everything. Like, well, you, you know. you can't do it. Yeah. yeah. It's
0: like you can't, you know, sometimes it's like you can't just spend all day answering people's yeah. questions in emails. Yeah, yeah, for
2: sure. But um, I, I always say like you know Instagram and Behance are great. Uh, Behance is like a platform of just portfolio, and it's it's all artists. Like Instagram, you know, it's chill, right? And everyone can have one. It's kind of like Facebook. I mean, well, Facebook owns them, right? But um, uh, Behance is, is just creatives, um, and it's some things. It's another platform that I'm like slowly getting more uh, a bigger following,
1: mm-hmm.
2: um, and it's great because that is like where Sometimes, like, big advertisement firms and uh, art directors really look into as well. Mm, as opposed-
0: oh, that's good to know.
2: Yeah, whereas, like, Instagram, it's more chill. Like, they, an art director happens to be looking through something like, oh, this is cool. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, someone, uh, another creative might be just, like, looking around. Um, it's more of a chill vibe. Mm-hmm. But, because they like they abs- they know that they're looking for someone specifically for a project. It's more business, more uh work oriented.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I have a, I have I I set one up and I've got some pieces on there, but I definitely need to uh, get back on and beef it up.
2: Yeah, I I, I need to beef mine up too. Like yeah. little by little I keep adding more. Yeah. But I'm slowly like trying to put more into like Dribbble, um Twitter, that's the one that I like cannot figure out. And yeah. and I I don't know how popular it becomes with certain artists. Like I have a friend who's an animator and like over 10K following like, but I just don't under, like, I guess he has much more to say. I, I, I'm not, I'm not one to to just like put like a witty comment or something like that out there or like my like two cents on like, I don't know, uh, like the latest news or something.
0: Yeah, I feel like it's more for like talking shit and like subtweeting yeah. people and like communicating yeah, exactly. with people directly and shit like that. Like talking shit to people.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but it really works for some people. Like, mm-hmm. I remember uh, I spoke, someone spoke to me about how I should get one and how like so many clients that she gets through it. But it, it's just, you got to find what like works best for you.
1: Like, yeah.
2: if you're a little bit more shy than just like. Go to a platform that it's more visually oriented. Mm-hmm. But if you're not, and if like you know you're a goofball, you have a lot of things to say, then like you you got Twitter there. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's you, good you're, advice.
2: You're really big on Facebook. Like I've never been able to crack Facebook.
0: Yeah, well, I've been on there a long time. I mean, I'm not huge. I mean, I think I have like nine thousand followers on the Ghostroom Facebook yeah, page.
2: Enough that's totally, that's not, are you serious? That's a lot. Yeah,
0: but you have like, like what, three times that on Instagram or something? (laughs) Like, come on. It's
2: so easy. Like, Instagram is super easy to like, get following. Facebook is hard.
1: Yeah.
2: Facebook involves so much more. Facebook has like, you know, messages and like, news feed and it's not just images, you know, it's become the news
1: and
2: there's so much going on that you can easily get lost in all that clutter. Yeah. And like, you have like, close to like 10k yeah. People that- yeah
0: i always do good with like videos and stuff like that yeah. whatever i'm doing kind of videos and things people really like that and i think yeah. i'm going to start to use my youtube channel more like i've had a lot of people recently subscribing to the youtube channel probably just because it's linked on the site or whatever mm-hmm. and uh, i think i'm gonna start doing some more videos that's definitely a strength of yeah. mine um i mean obviously that's like a big part of the 12 week online group workshop that i do now like yeah. i make an hour yeah. i make like a 30 30- like
2: you're really good at, like, inspiring and motivating people, like, just, like, based on talking. So, I, like, see how well, like, of course, like, of course you belong on podcasts and on on fucking YouTube and videos. Like, you have so much to say. Like, it definitely, like, people would subscribe to it versus, yeah. like, I, like... I'd just be looking like a deer in the headlights. I, that, that <laughs> I definitely have the that... gift
0: of gab. I definitely have yeah. the gift of gab for better or worse. Like my wife is always <laughs> like, you talk so much. You're so loud. You're so like, you know, it's like, it's a double edged sword, but, but yeah, for getting people hyped up. I mean, you know, that's kind of what I started yeah, to realize. I mean,
1: for
0: sure. That's so, that's kind of what I started to realize through doing Ghost Scout training camp is like I have, like I used to be in 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 high school and stuff i was like the guy who would instigate our crew to go get in a bunch of mischief i'd be like yo let's go like throw (laughs) shit at cars or like let's go fucking do this stuff you know i'd be i'd be that (laughs) guy yeah so now i just turn that into like hey let's go fucking lift logs and do a bunch of drawings and yeah but like it was totally through the process of like of like of like stumbling into the ghost scout thing sort of happening like half by accident and just half of like seeing if this fun idea could like become a reality. And then all of a sudden realizing like, Oh, I actually have the ability to be like a leader and like, and, like, use this for a purpose that's going to make my life, like, way more rich and, like, other people's lives way more rich. And that was a really fun discovery. Yeah. And I think it also had everything to do with the fact that, like, I was becoming a dad at the time and and all that stuff. You know, it makes sense. I was, like, maturing and, and, and kind of trying to be more more creative than destructive. Like, I think up until the point I was a parent, I was, like also really interested in being like destructive and subversive and now i'm definitely still interested in being subversive but more on the creative tip than the destructive tip
2: yeah
1: that's really funny
2: that's cool how that worked out though
1: yeah um, yeah
2: i really remember like so i am not a morning person you're a morning person i am <laughs> definitely not. yeah and then you'd come in with a fucking boombox and blast it in there and i like i really related to fitzy uh because like, he was not a morning person either. He was just, like, really grumpy in the morning.
1: Right, so right. Like,
2: oh, but I'd get out, and I remember he'd just stay in there, and then you just turn the, the music louder and blast it in there. Yeah, so exactly. I'm already, like, you know, like, you woke me up with a boombox, dude, and then I'm standing there, and then you're like, all right, now it's time for jumping jacks. I'm like, fuck that here. I'm not going to jump in jacks. And then you just, like, somehow amp me up. I'm like, all right, all right. And then you're like, come on, Marley. Like... Five more
0: (laughs) yeah yeah, no it's so much fun yeah jock jams at 6am that's been a staple since the first some things have yeah just just been there from day one the jock jams the jock jams jock jams
1: are
2: still around
0: (laughs) oh yeah definitely no for sure and now we have loud speakers so we like blast (laughs) it out of the cabins it's like super fucking I don't do the boombox anymore now Uh, it's like now it's blasting at full volume out of the cabins like Um, and it fills the whole forest it's amazing
2: Oh man, that's so intense. That's so <laughs> yes.
0: intense.
2: But yeah, all oh, that damn boombox. I'm like, why does it still have battery? Like, how is it not dead yet? Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely multiple rounds of batteries through yeah, the and, course of camp.
2: Oh. You only had like this one CD that you'd play all the time, and then we were like really happy that you got like a second one, like Volume Two of Jock Jams or something. Right,
0: right, right. Yeah, Jared. <laughs> yeah, shout out to Mystery Sack. He brought like a whole bunch of other like Jock Rock and Jock Jams. I think we, I think we tried them out a little bit, but I think we went back to. I feel like we went back to Jock Jams pretty quickly. Volume One is definitely the strongest yeah, and most that's so-
1: classic. <laughs> that's so funny. You can't
0: um, beat
2: it. Yeah, but. This amping people up, I like. I can. It just makes sense that transition into just like podcasts and YouTuber, and then your online classes.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. We're. In,
2: recently, um, ask. Do you know like Skillshare or something like that? It's called.
0: Yeah, I've been talking to them about doing some stuff. They're pretty psyched yeah, about. Got, yeah, We've been talking yeah, they, about doing some stuff.
2: I saw their email. They were like. Well, I like read their email. But I don't know, man. Like I, I just. That's just like not my like. Forte, like I'm not a very good teacher. Like, yeah. well, at least especially like if I'm not there, in like right next to the person because I've actually been teaching since like I've been in high school. Like I used to do after school, um, and then while I was at RISD, I worked as a teacher assistant. I taught one class in the summer because um, I like I I know the basics just from coming from like a. Um, Art high school, mm-hmm. uh, I know about anatomy and watercolor, like the basics about everything, how to stretch a canvas and all. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I'm good at it one on one. But if you put me, I'm telling you, like, you put me on a video and whatever, and just like I, I need exceptional like director uh, to like help <laughs> to <laughs> That's kind of how
0: I felt in the beginning though too. I felt like I wouldn't ever be able to be like a good teacher to anybody except like someone that was wired just like me or something like that yeah, Like I, I could totally see you doing just like a a little tutorial on like your your like how you construct a piece like just your process like if you just did a cool little instructional video on on like yeah. your process start to finish people would eat that up and it'd be amazing
2: Yeah, yeah. which is, it's cool i just i just did that with adobe <laughs> right um, yeah exactly some, some live videos now i was like I was so scared the first day, right? I yeah. did three days. first day, I was so scared, I'm kind of quiet, and the dude is like totally like pushing it to like really make conversation and all. Um, then the second day, um was okay, but I started getting sick, and then the third day, I was fighting a flu. Oh no, <laughs> yeah, it was so bad. and you're on but- camera. Yeah, yeah. I'm oh, my happy. God.
0: You're like sweating and pale <laughs> and like dry mouth. Like,
2: <laughs> I got a box of, of um, what are they called? Um, Kleenex. Yeah. Uh, and they have like uh, vapor rub on them as well, like uh-huh. some kind of like menthol thing. A whole box. I bought them right before going live. And it was like 45 minutes. And I put them on my lap. And by the end of the show, I had all, I finished all the tissues. Oh my like, god!
0: I, Your nose is like bright red and yeah, like raw yeah. and chapped.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly that. It was nasty. Like if you just like fast forward that like third video, it's just me constantly blowing my nose. Oh and my god! Trying to like try to avoid the microphone so you wouldn't hear it. It was it was nasty. Are Real these normal. videos
0: up now? Is this something that we can? Yeah, check they're out?
2: yeah they're on YouTube.
0: Oh, cool, cool, cool.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. So <laughs> this is on your YouTube or the Adobe YouTube?
2: No, the Adobe. The Adobe um, Adobe and Behance partnered up, so they were streamed live on YouTube, Adobe oh, and Behance.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, because Behance is Adobe, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. They yeah. bought them.
0: That's cool. Sure. And did um, they hit you up through Behance? Is that how they found you?
2: Um, no, through Instagram, actually. Oh, cool.
0: That's awesome.
2: <laughs> funny. But it, it worked out very nicely that I already had a Behance. So while I was doing those videos... Um, everyone was um, either they could follow me through Instagram or more easily through Behance. Right. hmm
0: That's amazing, and man, I,
2: It It's out to be really cool. Like, people thought that my process, just because of the rendering of it, people think my process is really, like, hard or that I'll do, um, I know a lot of tools or Photoshop or, like, the brushes that I use and um, if I use 3D software. And, um... While doing these, um, people got to realize that I only use three tools yeah. on Illustrator, and the re- and then this just like layering. Like mm-hmm. I just layer shapes over and over on top of each other. Yeah, I
0: remember you were showing us that at the at the summit that year.
2: Yeah, it's hella easy. Yeah, and now all of that all of that secret and information is out there.
0: Oh, yeah, all you're like, oh man, yeah. she's not that hot anymore. I get it. <laughs> That's just why. I-
2: hot, <laughs> whatever. Um, <laughs> So like some people are like, oh, aren't you nervous about like you know putting your process out there? And I don't think so. And I remember I had a discussion with you about this. How like you know if someone can do it better than me, then you know like all right, whatever. Like I I it. Just only motivates me to like push harder.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, I always that that always that always struck me as funny how people are so worried about about someone yeah. doing what they do. I'm like, dude, if someone can come along and do what I'm doing better than me, then it's theirs now, and I need to yeah. do something yeah. else. Like yeah I use that as a motivator. You know I'm always trying to make my work as unique as possible through just pulling yeah. from like personal material and then just constantly competing with myself. You know, okay, this piece has got to be better than the last piece, and the next piece has got to be better than this piece and all that. and if you have that attitude, it's like no one's a, and 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 what I always say is they can do what you did last time. they can't do what you're going to do next time, so unless you're being yeah. lazy and repeating the same thing over and over again, it isn't anything that should ever cross your mind.
2: I, like, completely vibe with you on that. Yeah. Like, I, you know, um, the foundation of whatever illustration I made is a drawing. Like, it's my drawing. Yeah. And no one can copy that. Like, yeah, you can copy my, st- like, you know, the the technique that I might use to, like, go about this illustration, but the drawing is, like, my head. Like, my experience is how I perceive people and how I draw them as characters um so like that can't be copied mm-hmm. and if i if you already have like a strong foundation of a drawing you're good like there's no way that it's gonna um that that can really be copied yeah and then I'm hella competitive so like, <laughs> if, I, if i'm i doing something i'm like no this blue this eye is gonna be like the best eye that i've done so far like
1: yeah
2: it cannot like be overshadowed by that last illustration i made like i'm right. constantly like my work can't, like, old work can't overshadow this new work. Right. So I'm, I'm so hard on myself with that.
0: Yeah, no, I think you have to be. I mean, I definitely am too. It's like I'm always just pushing yeah. to – to if if I see – if I – you know, there's so many times where I'll do something that's good, but I feel like I've done it before. I'll just erase it. I mean, I always talk yeah. about that at camp. I erase – probably a hundred drawings before I get the drawing that I'm actually keeping on that. You know, I've, I've redrawn every character in my drawings. I've redrawn them 20, 30 times. Like, and it's just tiny adjustments. wait, what if the arm was like this? What if the arm was like that? And I feel like I've done this face before. What if I angle it this way? What if I angle it that way? And it's not even, it's like, I keep manipulating it until some intangible magic clicks. And then I go, that's it. And you just know when you've gotten it.
2: I feel you. Like I, so I, I have the tendency to work with, like, pinks and blues, and that's, like, my thing. Mm-hmm. But then if I'm feeling like, all right, like, you you've said what you have to say in this palette, like, push it. Like, what, what, how are you going to address this palette new? Okay, then maybe that color scheme, I can add it to just, like, the shadows, and that's what you use. But, like, try something new, like, work with more um, skin tones. And, you know, are you doing everyone with an olive skin tone? Like, all right, well, you're not allowed to do that for, like, the next month. Like, only work with, like, a black skin tone. And are your eyes only olive-shaped? Like, I I just try to keep pushing myself. Like, little things that, like, just keep pushing uh, me.
0: Yeah, yeah, always. Yeah, and that's the funny thing about style, too. I think people think style is like finding a cool way to draw something and then just sticking yeah. with it and, and, and living in that world all the time. But to me, yeah. style is really the vibe you're trying to capture and you're always trying yeah. to evolve it along because that's what's exciting about it.
2: Yeah, same, same, same. I'm like, I used to stress really so much about, like you know, my voice, my style, like how do people know if it's my work? And to this day, I still like, I don't think I have one. And I think it's chill that like, when you really don't think that hard about like making your work look the same and like have like the style that is yours and unique and whatever, um, when you're not stressing about it, it just happens on its own. Totally. Like, I don't think I have one, but then someone will be like, yeah, no, it totally looks like your work. Like yeah. you can pinpoint it, but I like, I can't. All I know about all the work that I make is just like the mood that I'm always trying to make in exactly. it. That's that, exactly. That's
0: like, exactly what happens. I say.
2: Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. the, like, these are, like, little little things that people, that completely, like, will, like, destroy someone. Like, it's, like, it's very self-destructive to, like, kind of, like, let these things, like, style and people stealing from you. It, like, holds you back so much. And I see that so much, like, with, like, kids, like, uh, still, like, in college and, and totally. in high school. And, and that's what, like, for sure was happening to me. Like, mm-hmm. I just kept everything my sketchbook and i didn't want to you know still put it out there because like what if it doesn't look like mine what if someone takes it whatever yeah no you just gotta be
0: you you just gotta be in you just gotta be having fun in the process and that's gonna show you know i always say it's like you can't go out and be like i'm gonna fall in love i'm gonna fall in love right now it's like you just have to go be yourself you just have to go out there if you're doing that you're gonna just keep failing i mean you just have to go with the flow of things and truly like you know, when I'm in there drawing, I don't want to be thinking about anything. I want to be just l- reacting to what's happening on the page, like I'm watching a yeah. movie. Like I'm moving my hand. I'm 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 digging in that paper. I'm I'm erasing. I'm 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 just going back and forth, and I'm just reacting to what I'm seeing. I don't want to. Th- I don't want to have any thoughts in my head. I just want to be purely reacting to what I'm yeah. witnessing happen on the page.
2: I do, and you know, I think that's really cool about how like this whole world just kind of. Exists in your head and i I don't feel like you need like extra stimulation Mm -hmm. because it's just all in there whereas for me i want to be i need to uh immerse myself into like this world that i'm about to create but for that i i need to like listen to a podcast like a documentary but it has to be about this subject and Mm. uh, so just like to be completely influenced by that
0: like about the subject you're working on
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so if I'm doing something, I, I recently I was doing something with Boost Mobile about like uh, a Latin uh, singer, Celia Cruz, who's like from Cuba. So I was just like going ham on like Cuban history podcasts and yeah. and music and like what's like the origins of salsa, and then eventually that led me to like uh, Africa and all. And I just needed all that extra stimulation to like really like. Like when I'm drawing, when I'm painting, I I just have all of this behind in the back of my head. Like what a color should be based on like the history of it.
0: I think that's smart though because you're you're just marinating your brain in research about what you're doing. You know, I I definitely think – I do a little bit of that from time to time too. Um, And I definitely always need – like I could never just sit there and draw with nothing going on. Like I would be too distracted. Like I always yeah. have a podcast or an audio book or like a movie going or t- – I definitely always – I basically listen to podcasts like from the time I get up to the time that I go to bed yeah. every day now. Like yeah. just totally addicted.
2: I was starting to get like super frustrated with podcasts just because I go through them so quickly that yeah. I like out of them. So then I got an Audible. Yeah, no, <laughs> I
0: love Audible.
2: I love Audible. I just finished like four books within the month. Like, yeah,
0: totally. I have
2: to like totally buy like the credits and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's great. No, I always used to do that from day one. Like when I was in when I was in college and stuff, I would go to the library. Is like, of course, before Audible, I would go to the library and check out like books on cassette and there's like 20 cassette tapes and you put it in your Walkman <laughs> and like listen to like The Lord of the Rings. It's like 25 <laughs> tapes. Like I was doing that from like from, you know, from the beginning, always doing.
2: In that that's so intense I, yeah. i've been listening to like 1q84 by haruko more uh, by morikami
1: uh-huh. and,
2: and it's like I, I don't even know how many hours like it's it's over 40 hours yeah like, i think totally. it's close to 60 hours and that's what like i live for. totally
0: I, no that's why stephen that's- king is one of my favorites i love to listen to the stephen king books because they're like so fucking long <laughs>
2: All right, I'm gonna to have to do that because I've read out already of books, and I still have like a couple of credits left for this month while I'm here. So I'm like, I need to find a new book. And yeah, all his
0: be- books are like oh. a thousand pages. Like it, I love oh. to listen to it. I've listened to it like a million times. Like the the classic Stephen King books are so yeah. much fun to listen all to. Right. Yeah,
2: that's probably gonna be the next one that I Plus, get. Plus, they're all
0: set. They're all spooky ones set in New England because oh, he's shit. from Maine. <laughs> so it's all about like the woods of New England being like haunted and spooky and like, I, I supernatural
2: about that i'm gonna have to like really rethink that
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah I'm,
2: like i'm hella scared i don't watch scary movies i like i don't i'm not about that scary haunted like life oh i love it i love it i absolutely oh, love yeah. it i i'm big on the biographies like i love listening yeah. to history and biographies
0: yeah yeah like, definitely Colombian. have you ever listened to hardcore history hardcore history no oh dude you're in for a treat so there's a podcast by this dude Dan Carlin called hardcore history and it's a super popular yeah. podcast and it'll be like a fucking 6 hour podcast on like the Cuban missile crisis and shit but it's like the way he tells it he's like he's not a historian he just reads yeah. all these books and then he has like this badass like 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 movie trailer voice and he just like tells you yeah, the yeah. crazy shit that happened and it's like it's one of yeah. the greatest podcasts of all time
2: I'm, I'm so like right now as we speak subscribing yes.
0: to it yeah you'll I, fucking like, dig in and be. love it and he has like tons of them like, like if you go back you have to buy them like the most recent ones are free but it's like so worth yeah. it like um, one of the best ones is he has ones of on the wrath of the Khans like Genghis Khan and like the Conquest yeah. and like how fucked like, up the world was back then and shit it's <laughs> like it'll blow your mind like just like skinning people alive and like just coming in and like killing everyone Jesus. in the villages and like the craziest shit and you're like you're like wow life is like really easy for most people now life, compared to what it used to be <laughs> I
2: I was just listening to I think it was like close to it was over 20 hours uh this biography on like um like the George Washington of South America uh-huh. uh his, his name is like uh I think in English it would be like Simon Bolivar mm-hmm. but um Oh, man, it was just like, oh, yeah, so then we got this general, and we beheaded it, and then we dipped his head in wax, and we put yeah. it in the middle of the town with, yeah. like, a candle above. Yeah. Like, it's crazy Yeah, crazy shit. Yeah, no, the latest, I, the latest I, episode
0: I, of Hardcore History. Yeah, yeah, yeah go ahead. Sorry. Oh,
2: I, I'm looking at it right. Like I'm looking at these right now. These are intense titles: Blueprint of Armageddon. Yeah, no the, the latest the latest
0: Hulk. the latest episode is all about the history of public executions and tortures. Like it was so good. Yeah, it's so crazy. Like <laughs> yeah. that. Like it's funny because one of the one of the most interesting things is that public executions never dropped yeah. off in popularity. Like like at a certain point. The people in charge of things were, like, they just thought it was, like, kind of low class. And also, like, they didn't like these giant mobs forming. And, like, they were kind of scared that all these mobs were going to, like, turn on them. Because at times they did. So they kind of put a cease and they they made... Yeah, they made all executions private at a certain point, but it's really that's a fascinating yeah. thing to think about. You know, we think about ourselves as so civilized, but when they stopped public executions, they were at the peak of their popularity, and they said that the the uh, it's it's all everybody would go, but especially women and children would always go. Like they like it would be tons of women and children going. It's like it's so fascinating. It just turns what you think about people on on its head. and You're like, yeah. "Oh my god."
2: That's so terrible oh man like I, I I was just listening to one about just like the French Revolution how people would just like stay out there and really like go super early like almost camp out there just to like get a good seat no of, absolutely
0: like, yeah the they were huge events huge events like 20,000 yes. people like coming to watch people get fucking tortured like not just like oh we're gonna hang yes. this guy like and, and some of them were interactive they'd be like pe- pe- they'd take requests they'd be like cut his arm off pull his skin off and then they'd like do it like it's super fucked up
1: yeah yeah
0: but it was really interesting because <laughs> he gets into the whole psychology of it all, and like there was a certain dignity to like die a certain way, and like people would negotiate like how they were gonna be executed because like, and yeah. the the people in the audience would like empathize with them, and they would want to see people yeah. die in like a dignified way. Like it was, it's all just about the human psychology and stuff, and it's so interesting because yeah. I think it still totally applies today. I think we just live in a different society, but I think like. If things were to revert to that, we'd be right back there. I don't think that humans have changed a lot, actually. I think just the circumstances have changed.
2: God, God help us. I, like, I have no idea. I hope people have changed. I, I mean, <laughs> Everyone is so sensitive now. Like we live in a very sensitive time. I know.
0: Don't it's you so interesting. Oh, yeah. definitely. No, too, too sensitive. I mean, there's definitely, <laughs> it's obviously, it's like, a, it's like a pretty deep subject. I think like there's definitely yeah. positives to it, you know, like because yeah. there is a lot of injustice in the world, obviously, and yeah, there's yeah. still so much inequality and there's still so many people like live, I mean, still most of this world lives in abject poverty and shit. Like we do need to make like, whole-scale changes. Like, our society's priorities are obviously still completely backwards. So I think these changes are good. But, yeah, the whole, like, being – everyone being so sensitive about, like, saying one wrong thing and then, like, if you make, like, a bad tweet or something, you can, like, lose your job. Like, if you make, like, an off-color joke, your life can be ruined. Like, like, that doesn't make sense.
2: I might, like – I feel like maybe it's some kind of paranoia that I'm not going to, like, just – tweet whatever's on my head like I'd rather just for me I I love to make like you know little clips of videos of like things that I'm seeing that I think would be really cool for other people to see but I'm not going to be tweeting every like everything that's going on in my head like sometimes you know it's inappropriate I'm not going to be texting like you, you need a
1: filter. Yeah, no,
0: and I had to learn that the hard way, because I love being inappropriate. And I definitely used to like, because in the old days, in the beginning of Facebook, like, it was sort of a different deal. And like, like, I just thought it was a joke, if anybody took it seriously. So I would basically only say the most ridiculous and inappropriate things on Facebook. But then there was seriously a point where it seemed like overnight, it changed. And like, all of a sudden, like, you were just gonna get in super deep shit and everyone was gonna take everything you said like super literally and seriously. Yeah. Like like if you made an inappropriate joke, it actually meant that you were out there doing like some horrible, inappropriate action in the world. Like that's how they started to treat it. And then it was like, oh, okay, like you can't just say anything you want career. anymore.
2: Like, it can like really be career ending. You can become like a viral like topic of the day or something yeah. Yeah. like I don't know, you end up like on fucking Facebook's trending for like a comment that you've said. Like It's yeah. just so stupid. And so many of these people are so young. Yeah. And then, like you don't realize like, wow, that really sucks. Like you totally fucked up your like your whole life just because of like this one stupid thing that you might have said.
0: Yeah, yeah. No, it's crazy. Yeah, the whole social justice warrior. Of course, in, in theory, people being <laughs> standing up for social justice is incredible. But what social justice warriors have become is like – has become pretty absurd it's become like an insane parody of political correctness like you know i feel like political correctness really started to ramp up when i was a teenager and then this is like the next evolution of it where like you know before it was just like oh don't say that now it's like you know people are ready to fucking assault they're ready to assault you if you make an off-color comment like
2: yeah it's intense it's intense but then then again there's a lot of change that's happening
0: yeah no i think there's a lot of positives and i think it's just the pendulum you know it's like you know i think that's i think that's the positive about it and i think it is starting to come back a little bit it's gotten so outrageous and 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 it has you know kind of peaked and it's coming back now and people are kind of coming to their senses a little bit hopefully and uh You know, it'll it'll kinda come back to the middle. But I mean everything in our culture is just so absurd. I mean, from the president to just like everything. Like it's just like what 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 world are we living in? Like it's insane. And that's why I love just like being in the woods and just like right now, just looking out the window and just seeing nothing but trees. Like the world (laughs) is like perfect here, you know, like it's just so nice. That's the I I needed an escape.
2: Like this is why right now we're like Exactly,
0: exactly. Like
2: solar like the other side of the world i'm in ecuador and you're in vermont just, exactly I, I, and you're like in the forest and i'm i'm in the coast like yeah no one gives a shit about trump like
1: <laughs> exactly we
2: Wi-Fi here like we've got bigger things to worry about than like cows like making traffic
0: no doubt no doubt all right well yeah. sweet we got an hour and a half in the books here and uh my my alarm's about to go off to pick up wolfie from the bus stop uh as oh, always as so always cute. at the end of this podcast so um um was there anything else that you wanted to uh, uh get in
2: no i think we addressed it all i'm I really think this happy was a great episode this is yeah. awesome i'm so happy i got to talk to you about like just like simple like simple process and like just like not letting like you know shit like people copying your words yes. like i think that's just so big amongst yeah. artists especially yeah. when you're starting off so
0: yeah
2: for sure put it out there
0: dope awesome and we'll definitely have you back of course this is the ghost shrimp and friends podcast and we're just kind of going through everybody and then everybody's gonna be yeah. coming back around so that's what's gonna be really fun about this is uh to just have people coming back and back and back over the course of uh hopefully forever with the podcast so it's yeah. just a- oh, man.
2: i'm looking forward to it. this was super fun i can't yeah can't wait do you ever have like two people at a time or anything like that
0: yeah 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 we had i've had alex and kyle on before together i feel like there's been a couple and i think that's sort of the next phase of it is now now people are starting to get introduced to the different characters and i think we'll start having some more like group pods on and stuff like that i think that'll be really fun
2: and the podcast there's just so many scouts now so i feel like i'm gonna get to like meet everyone like through their own like individual episodes yeah
0: no totally totally um so uh where can people find you uh on the internet
2: all right so um they can find me well instagram is you know marley Gallardo uh at instagram Behance as well it's just my first name and last name and then even on my website it's just dot com.
0: nice excellent yeah all right sweet well uh well we'll click off and say family well, for me yeah wait say say one more time
2: Say hi to the family for me. Yeah, yeah, up.
0: no doubt. You can say bye to the listeners, and then we'll click off and uh, okay. and and just wrap up.
2: All right, bye everyone.
0: Now tell me that wasn't one of the just drippingly juiciest episodes of this podcast you've ever heard. You know what I'm saying? Because if you said that, you'd be lying. That was a great episode. Big shout outs to my girl Crab Tooth, you know what I'm saying, for jumping on this podcast. Um, I'm uh, I'm 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 just of course loving every minute of these convos, catching up with my homies. So great to get her on the pod. Um we got one more episode coming in this blitz this week. Uh Thursday I'm going to be getting one of my uh just really truly probably my oldest best friend that I'm currently still really uh you know friends with, active best friends. Uh we met in middle school. Uh my man Daddy Ball Scout aka luke dubois you know what i'm saying so i'm gonna be getting him on th- in on thursday on the pod so uh probably get that one up on friday um and uh like i said if you liked the tight jeans mocklinson episode um, you're going to love the Daddy Ball Scott episode because me and this dude have been into a lot of debauchery, a lot of depraved drug use, um, a lot of, a uh, lot of early stuff in, in, in high school, um, just getting up to no good, you know what I'm saying? Uh, getting in trouble and doing our thing. Also just, uh, you know, the origins of getting really serious about drawing. Um, he was my homie that just was like, killing it, could always draw way better than me in high school, and, you know, was always just driving me to, uh, to get in there, and, and draw more, and have fun with it, and we used to just sit around, and do a lot of fucking drawing, stoned after school together, um, so truly one of my compadres, uh, one of the original Ghost Scouts at the first summits, um, really been there, uh, you know, through the evolution of everything with me. Almost came and lived in my college dorm room with me uh, in in college. So many, just so much wacky shit that me and this dude have been through, tripping on acid on graduation night, uh, all kinds of shit. It's gonna be a very juicy episode. <laughs> we definitely won't be able to get to everything, but uh, look forward to that. Um, and then after that, we will be returning to our regular regularly scheduled, just once a week, uh, podcasts, but uh, hopefully I haven't overdosed you on um, my obnoxiousness, my inappropriateness, and all that. I think we've uh, really got a great variety of guests in here uh, over the last few episodes and just caught up from, uh, from the episodes that we missed when the government and NASA, the NASA world government, was trying to hollow was trying to, was trying to hollow me out, was trying to silence this my voice from this podcast from spreading the truth, you know what I'm saying this hollow ass truth, this flat truth um so uh let's see um let's see i guess all we have left to do on this podcast is the sh sh, sh- shout outs you know what i'm saying of course we've got the one dollar contributing members on the patreon page uh, patreon slash go shrimp uh, patreon.com slash go shrimp to support the podcast if this podcast is part of your weekly routine uh, peel off a dollar to get some early access you'll get every episode two days in advance of the uh of the public release to sound cloud and itunes and uh you will build towards unlocking extra content and all kinds of future goodies like we talked about so uh go to there go over there and contribute and of course at the two dollar level you get a juicy vegan non-vegan beef stew shout out we've got options for everybody we've got it covered you know what i'm saying um So whether you like cow in your beef stew or whether you like some seitan in your beef stew... We got you, you know what I'm saying? Um, So, uh, and and then as we know, some people like to go above and beyond like my girl Sarah Ball coming with $5 per episode. That is epic, Um, epic contribution. So appreciated. Big beef stew. Shout out to Sarah Ball, one of the alumni of the 12 Week Online Group Workshop. Much appreciated. Um, we got another five dollar per episode contributor with Yavon Santiago. Much respect to you, Yavon. Um, much appreciated. Uh all you can eat beef stew for you. Um, and then at the three dollar contributing level, we've got zeta coming from somewhere in this infinite universe sounds very intergalactic to me um uh much appreciated every dollar truly counts um of course we've got uh the new contributor straight out the current round of the online group workshop johnny gline uh, much appreciated i will talk to you soon my homie uh what do we got? We got uh another newish contributor, Jared Jones contributing at that $2 level per podcast. Loving it. Much respect. I hope you're just enjoying the extra strength you're getting from all this protein you're getting from this beef stew. Um, nom, 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 nom. Go get yourself a big double stack can of dinty more and treat yourself. I hope I hope you're doing two things when you listen to this podcast. This goes for all the listeners. I hope number one, you are sitting there drawing, you're being productive, you're using this as direct source of inspiration while you're getting your work done, right? While you're setting those goals, and I hope you're eating a Big bowl of beef stew and washing it down with a big old green smoothie. You know what I'm saying? That is a powerful combination. Someone post a video of that, please. Can we please see a video of someone listening to the podcast while they're drawing and eating beef stew and drinking a green smoothie? Shout out to you. If you can pull that off, I'm going to give something special to you. You know what I'm saying? Post it on YouTube. Send it to me, post it up, and you will get a little special something, something from me. You know what I'm saying? Um, let's see who else we got. We got a shout out going to Waste Zoid. Waste Zoid representing up in this podcast. Uh, we've got a acclaimed stop motion animator from. Uh, Nightmare Before Christmas to James and the Giant Peach to The Little Prince we've got none other than Anthony Scott he's worked on every stop motion animation project that you love including trying to get Gumby rebooted Check his shit out. Support him. He's cool. He's nice. He's my friend. And he's been on this podcast. So check out his episode. Uh, We've got my man, my homie from Adventure Time, Andy Ristino. I'm a supporter of his super fabulous Patreon. Uh, He posts multiple times a week. You are definitely getting your money's worth on his Patreon. So check it out. Um, and uh we got uh big beef stew shout-out, vegan beef stew shout out going out to go scout computer person, aka Lermy. You know what I'm saying? Probably gonna be a counselor at Ghost Scout Training Camp Year Seven. You know what I'm saying applications at ghostshrimpglobal.com um do not sleep on it because the applications are coming in people especially internationals get them in get them in get them in uh we got a big beef stew shout out going to shambay right much respect one of my favorite names always say it more than once shambay 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 i just can't keep that name out my mouth because it's delicious just like some beef motherfucking stew, I got those big old chunks that you just have to chomp on, like the chunks that barely fit in your spoon. Ursh, ursh, ursh. You know what I'm saying? Um, big shout out going to Otto Heaney Illustration out there in Burlington, Vermont, another New Hampshire, another uh, New England local love my new england creatives if you are a creative in new england give me a shout out i love to hear from you you know what i'm saying we gotta always be uniting um hit me up come camp out at the ghost Trip national forest love my fellow professional new englanders Uh, what do we got? We got a big shout out going on. Michael Garcia. You know what I'm saying? Big beef stew shout out. Meaty chunks. Meaty, meaty chunks. Sometimes... You know what I'm saying? You're so full of beef stew, but you know you're going to want some more later because it's so delicious. You just put some in your pocket. You know, you put a little beef stew in your pocket, and some of the juices are going to seep through and run down your legs, and you're going to lose some of that, but you know what you're going to keep? The most important part, the beef. You know what I'm saying? Where's the beef? I love the RB's ad campaign. We have the meats, you know what I'm saying? Very, I don't eat at Arby's, so I guess it's not effective, but it is in the sense that I love it every time. I love seeing the Arby commercials because they do truly have the meats. Um, and uh, maybe they will also uh, get on the vegan meat train and get some fucking vegan meats up in there. If they had the vegan meats, that shit would be insane. Um, let's see who else we got out there in New Zealand, soon to be in the ghost Trip national forest for a three month scout residency. My man, Daniel Foothead, you know what I'm saying? Working on some illustration projects, and hiring his fellow ghost scouts to work with him on the project that is what this international art collective is all about powerful connections you know what i'm saying all of a sudden you got a whole bunch of cousins that have your back and they have your front and they have your top and you know they have your bottom you know what i'm saying so uh uh big shout out to my man uh fucking daniel foothead aka Ghost scout sports magic can't wait to get you back in the forest my friend uh big shout out to uh 12 week online group workshop alumni alexi Geru. big fan of his work check him out uh big fan of my man from adventure time Jesse Moynihan, and of course I support his Patreon for forming one of the greatest comics ever made in the history of mankind, womankind, alien kind, every kind of person should read this shit, cause it's fucking uh, juicy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? You're gonna, you're not gonna be thirsty when you're when you're reading forming. You're going to be well hydrated because that shit is juicy. Get You better read that in a fucking bathing suit. You know what I'm saying? Reading Forming is like waking up and all of a sudden you got an in-ground pool in your face. You know what I'm saying? Like someone installed an in-ground pool in your motherfucking face. That's how I would describe that comic. Uh big shout out to uh let's get a little big vegan beef stew shout out to my man the reigning defending training camp camp champion John Mansfield aka Big Lips you know what I'm saying he will be making the trophy this year for the year 7 camp champion how do you like that you know what could be you if you're listening right now thinking i'm going to go to go Scout training camp and I'm going to become the year Seven camp champion, that man will be handing you or at least making you the trophy, okay that's exclusive that's motherfucking exclusive okay we got a big shout out going to acclaimed Hollywood big shot director of Kung Fu Panda and the Little Prince, my man Mark we got an update from his brother my homie and soon-to-be neighbor Kent Osborne head writer of Adventure Time he should be arriving uh to his new residence uh one house down from me here in Vermont uh he bought a house in 25 acres uh, right down the road from me and we'll be uh taking up residence in it around the second week of uh May so we cannot wait for that that's gonna be very exciting of course we'll have him on the podcast for his third appearance uh, and it will be in person and that will be fucking fabulous broadcasting live from his new house that's gonna be great um, uh, big shout out to Bark the Dog. That's B-A-R-C. And if you don't know, you better check it out because he's taking over in this year of the dog. My man, Alexander Lansang, the assistant in the 12-week online group workshop and multiple-time Go Scout counselor. And he's going to be back this year as well to settle some sports challenges. You know, what I'm saying multiple episodes on this podcast as well. So check that out. Very controversial guest. Very controversial. Might have to appear on again soon to address some controversial remarks that he will make in the future. Uh big shout out to arguably. R. Big shout-outs. Eat that beef stew. It's good for you. Uh, and confirmed that he has accepted to be the first ever recipient of a beef stew enema in Denmark. My man, Try Man Hard.
1: Do, 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 do,
0: do. I want to see a video of this beef stew enema. You know what I'm saying? Because what are, beef stew enema, that means you're shooting beef stew into your butthole. Okay, that's bringing beef stew and buttholes together. Two of the things we talk about the most on this podcast. And then what comes out, how are you going to tell what's what? Because, you know, if you fucking, if you take a shit, we could also call that beef stew. That's called making some beef stew, you know what I'm saying? So now you're getting into some double entendres. Uh, So that is just, holy shit, that is some next level that is some metaphysical fucking beef stew going on there. Uh, I'm really excited about just talking about this. So uh, big shout out to my man Tryman Hunt for accepting the challenge of having the world's first beef stew enema. Because I think it's going to be painful and possibly... Dangerous and deadly. Uh, and of course, last but not least, the very first Patreon contributor to the Ghost Ship Friends podcast at the two dollar level, Jesse Kukaka Doni that deserves to blow out the speakers because you were the first and not the last. Holy shit, we're up to two hours and 10 minutes on this bitch. We better wrap it up. Um, So, of course, uh, you know, set those goals. Um, Use the time in between now and the next podcast, which is only going to be a few short days. But as we know, even if you only have an afternoon ahead of you, you can set a goal to do something, whether it's a workout, whether it's an email. To someone you would like to work with, whether it's an email to one of your favorite artists, asking them a question that is gonna get you a little closer to your dream life, Um, reach out to the people that you love. You know what I'm saying? I've done a lot of that over the years, and a lot of people do that to me over the years, and I always try to get back to everybody. If I haven't gotten back to you, it's probably because I forgot, because I get quite a few and sometimes i lose track sometimes people ask me really good questions and i let them marinate for a minute because i can't because it's like i gotta set aside some time to come back to it and then i forget i have been putting some of them on the podcast and uh, we will definitely be doing some more i think actually we might start doing video podcasts of answering questions. I think that would be pretty fun, uh, pretty fun way to use the YouTube channel. So send me some questions, and I will start to make some YouTube videos of the answers. We'll start to do some YouTube video podcasts, and of course, the Patreon supporters will have early access to those. So uh, hit it up, get it up, um, and I will start to answer some more questions. Uh give me your questions and I will answer them. So set those goals, you know what I'm saying? Because uh you know no matter where you are in your life, you can always use planning setting goals whether they're big, they're small, it all starts with one little goal, one little step towards that towards streamlining your life, you know, get rid of those unproductive habits, make sure you're dialing in the routines, the things you do on your daily basis to really get focused towards your goals. The more you can simplify and streamline your life around the things that matter to you most, the things that are most personal to you, the things that give you the most power, eradicating that drama, you know, saying those are all keys to having sustained success in your life. Um, and uh, and I'm here to remind you of that every single time. You know what I'm saying? I suspect that's why a lot of you listen to this podcast, because I am rooting for you. I know a lot of people don't have uh, motivational friends in their life that so a lot of people lack a creative community in your life. Well, guess what? The friends in the Ghost Shrimp and Friends podcast. That is you, my friend. And I am here to inspire you every Podcast to follow your dreams, follow your goals, because trust me, I am a total fucking fuck up, as you know. Okay. And I was able to figure it out. And I know that you can do it too. I know it for a fact because I fucking lived it. I could barely make it through high school. Okay. They had to give me the answers to tests in the resource room to get me through high school. You know what I'm saying? Shout outs to. A resource room because without it i would not have graduated high school uh and then who knows where i would be um probably in the woods <laughs> uh all right so let's see what else of course while you're out there pursuing your goals your dreams you have to also do one thing for me and it's the same thing that i'm doing for you right now you have to try to inspire other people You know what I'm saying? Because inspiration is a cycle. That's the most powerful creative force in the universe is inspiration. That's a magical power that human beings have to inspire one another. You can inspire people to hate each other or you can inspire people to embrace each other, to follow their dreams, to realize that they're creative animals living in an infinite universe. We all have much more in common with each other than we have in conflict with each other. So make sure that when you're out there doing your thing, you are really taking some time to be positive and productive with other people in your sphere. You know what I'm saying? That is what I do with the podcast. That's what I do with Go Scout Training Camp. Um, that's what I do with the 12-week online group workshop. These things are all designed to get other people to live their dreams because I know... I want to live in a world where people are fulfilled, where people are productive, where people are engaged, where people are truly happy with their lives, you know what I'm saying? And they are masters of their own destiny. They are actively pursuing their goals because I know that's the world I want to live in because people that are happy, people that are fulfilled, they don't want drama in their life. They don't want to go have beef with people. They don't want to hold on to grudges with people, which... From the beginning of humanity has always been the downfall. You know what I'm saying? Can we transcend it? Can this podcast save the human race? Only time will tell. You know what I'm saying? That's a lofty goal. But I like to think big. I'm a big picture person. But you know it truly starts like I say, with one thing at a time, with one podcast at a time, with one listener at a time, you know what I'm saying? So I know that I can be a positive force in the universe by doing things like this. So I encourage you, if you are inspired by my words, Do it. Find a way. You don't have to do it the exact same way as me. Find your way of doing it. You know what I'm saying? Whether you're inspiring children or the elderly or blind people or lepers. You know what I'm saying? It must be a real bummer in those leper colonies, okay? They need some inspiration. So let's figure it out. Let's get together. Let's keep creating creative communities. You know, start your own secret society of Ghost Scouts, start the secret society of Ghost Skunks, start the secret society of spooky walruses you know what I'm saying start the secret society of haunted fucking porcupines Uh, that is my dream is that people see some of the things that I've done and they just go hey if this fucking moron can do it I can definitely do it and go out and do it even bigger and better than me that is what I want you to do Um, so uh, until next podcast which will only be A few short days away. Uh, Be positive. Be productive. Pursue those goals and inspire
1: each other. All right, y'all. Peace out.